I'm excited for this. You guys are going to. How many podcasts have you done? Um, actually, I was just thinking about this this morning. I think it's my. 17th? <laughs> no, I think it's only like my fifth or sixth. That's pretty good. Well, welcome to the LFG 1904 show. Yeah! Woo! May have been your fifth, but this is going to be the goddamn best one. I agree. I, I had that feeling. I did. Really? Yeah, I got in my truck this morning and I was like, "This is gonna be, this is gonna be the best one." I made an Instagram story and I was gonna tell everyone like, "Oh, you can also find other podcasts here," but then I was like, "Nah, those aren't gonna be good compared to this one." Let's fucking go! <laughs> I got a little nervous because, so a little backstory: Dustin uh, had some issues at work where he wasn't gonna be at work, and now he's back at work, and that <laughs> happened yesterday. Yeah. And then Rafa hit me up on the way here and was like, "Yo, dog, uh, I double booked myself. I gotta go to work." And I was like, oh, no, like I already knew about Dustin. So I called my boy over here, Mr. Rude Paint. I'm Zach. so excited. Hello. Yeah. And <laughs> I called him last night. I was like, I need you tomorrow. He's like, just tell me where. And so I already knew I had him. And then when Rafa fucking had to go to work, I was like, oh, thank God Zach's <laughs> going to be there. And then I showed up here and I, t I messaged you and I was like, well, maybe she's riding like all the way from Oside down yeah. here. I and I didn't hear it. from you. And I was like, it might just be me and Zach cracking <laughs> dick jokes. Hey. It probably would be good though, dude. It's, the energy know, that, would be really good. From what I've just witnessed, it would be it would be great. Yeah, this is my good. fucking boy right here. That's dope. I'm, my best I'm just here for emotional support for Brendan. <laughs> like said. He's there for a lot for emotional support. I'll he'll call me and be like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'll just fucking unload 15 oh, minutes of just that. complaining. We need friends like that though. I'm like I'm that friend for some people, and I have friends that are like that. That I'm just like, dude, right now I got to be a real negative person. Yeah. I'm about to bitch about some shit. I need a good cry. Yeah, right. All the time. <laughs> so many times. I'm just like, let me just cry it out for a second. It's like those fucking star emojis. The the twilight ones and emotional. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. feel like that sometimes. It'd be like that. That's so bad. Well, fuck. Welcome to the show, Shayna. This Thanks for having me. 13th I'm Street Customs? Yes. yes. Fuck yeah. I'm so excited to be here after months of trying to make this happen. I know. Our schedules are wild as we just oh, it's fucking insane. on. But I'm stoked that we finally made this happen. So. Me too. This is going to be a really good one. So where are you from? Um, born and raised in Pennsylvania, uh, about an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia. Go birds. Yep. percent <laughs> Eagles. So, That's right. Um, I was there for first like 23 years of my life. I moved to Texas in 2018 mm -hmm. and I was back and forth for a little bit. I moved back to Pennsylvania for about six months and then, um, I was in Texas for about two years and I started coming to California a lot and I, I fell in love with it. And then, um, I kind of like. I fantasized the idea about moving out here, but then it just kind of happened for me. And I was like, sweet. Like, let's let's do it, I guess. I like the way you said so. that. It happened for me. Oh, Instead 100%. of it happened. It didn't happen to me. It happened for yeah, me. Yeah, I just, I said, this is, I'm going to move to California one day. Then opportunities started presenting themselves. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no. So. Isn't that like a, so I'm from the East Coast too. Isn't that like a dream growing up? You're like, I want to go to California. I say this all the time. I literally like, cause I talk to people out here who are born and raised out here. I'm like, it is amazing to me. Like yeah. I am like, we're just like fascinated. Eh. Yeah. Like, like, it's California. I'm like, I'm fascinated by this. Like, this is a dream. Like this is a place that we don't even know for sure exists. Yeah. <laughs> like this is something we just heard about. And like, now I live here and I'm like, this is wild. And it's even, fucking like, crazy. I like my family like calls me and I'm like, are you going to come visit? Like, how have you not come visit yet? Like, this is, like, amazing. And so, I don't know. I'm just stoked to be out here. Fuck yeah. I've been out here 10 years now. And it's 
it, it never gets old. And I remember coming out here. I went to Moreno Valley. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah. Okay. So I go to MoVal. It's yeah. my first experience. <laughs> and I'm like, Hollywood, the beaches. Yeah. And it's like, how about meth and Del Taco <laughs> in Bakers? How about that? Yeah. You want some of that yeah. in the desert? Yeah, but. I remember the first time when I was, so the first time I came to California was for a Coast Airbrush event. It was for the Rendezvous. And I drove out here. Um, I did a coast-to-coast trip. I was in Pennsylvania for something. And so I uh, came out here and I crossed the California border and like it's hell out there. And oh, I was yeah. like, this is, du-. I was like, this is gross. Why would anybody want to <laughs> come? This is like, not the California yeah, they told I was me like, about. This is, this is California. Who would ever, no wonder people t- talk so much shit. I'm like, this sucks. And then yeah. like I got like to the coast part of it and I was like, Dude, this is all right. <laughs> like, I'm here for it, man. Yeah, most and people then, don't know it's like 90% desert. Right? Yeah. And there's like 10%. Coast. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. And I then it's like that. a 90% rent increase yeah. the closer oh you God, get yeah. to the beach. Yep. That's and true. Have you had anybody come visit and be like, take me to LA? Yeah. My, so I, my mom, I took her on the whole tour. She came to visit me and like, we did, I was like, we're going to LA, we're going to Hollywood, we're going to see the Hollywood sign, we're going to Malibu, we're doing it all, mom, like, we're, we're literally doing everything, and she, like, I mean, she was stoked about it, but I think she was overwhelmed, because she was just like, dude, like. It's a lot. Yeah, because well, I remember when I called her, and, like, it was real random, I was like, mom, um, well, I unintentionally moved to Texas, too, I, like, when I went down oh, there. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into it. <laughs> yep, so, um, I moved, I was in Texas for a year, and then I moved back to Pennsylvania, and then I was like, man, fuck PA it was snowing it was like a bunch of shit like I was having some major life problems I said let me run from all this shit I'm gonna go down to Texas and I'm gonna do some work so um this shop down there that I did work for previous was like yeah like if you come down here we got work for you so I said cool so then I went down there I was only supposed to be down there for three weeks I ended up being down there for two years so I was like sweet we're down here now so I called my mom one day and um I said mom I'm gonna move to California she said what and I said yeah I'm gonna move to California and she was like you don't want to move to like the East coast. Like we have a beach. And I said, nah, it's not like the West coast mom. Like you don't understand. Like once you go out there, you'll understand. And for the longest time, she like, every time I brought up moving to California, she's like, you mean the East coast? And I'm like, no, no mom. Like it's not, <laughs> nope, not happening. Not moving to Jersey mom. Yeah, for, no, not at all. Man. <laughs> and then she came to visit me and, um, she called me the other day and she's like, you know, um, one of our family friends, Walt, he was like, you know, do you think Shane is ever going to come back? And my mom was like, absolutely not. She'll never leave there. And I was like, you, you got that right. Yeah. I was like, I, I am in so much love with it. I, even if I like ever move anywhere else as like a different permanent residence, I'll always have somewhere out here on the coast. Like uh, there's nothing like the California coast to me. Nope. I love it. I mean, between the riding, the culture, yep. like all of it's just fucking, it's pretty rad. That's the other thing. The riding, just like the whole riding scene out here is insane to me. Like I thought the Texas scene was insane because in Pennsylvania, there's like 10 people who ride bikes. And then like you go down to Texas and there's a lot like the whole big wheel bagger scene. There's a lot of that. And then um, I'm like, shit, a lot of people ride down here. And then I came out to California and I'm like, dude, <laughs> what the hell i'm like we all all of us like that's great that's awesome and then i mean i understand why you guys have the best riding roads out here and year-round riding 365 days a year you can ride your bike it rains like a couple days i called my mom the other day and she was like i can't talk right now i'm driving in a snowstorm and i'm like that sucks man (laughs) sucks to suck it's like 82 degrees it's 82 and sunny i was driving and i saw big bear and i was like wait there's snow yeah (laughs) i sent her a picture i was like look we got snow (laughs) yeah that's the greatest part about living in california is 
we get all four seasons. I just get to decide when I want them. Exactly. I tell that my mom that all the time. I said, within an hour and a half, you're in whatever season you want to be. You're in whatever terrain you want to be. Yeah. Like it's there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's just fucking so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> but the, uh, so this is I man, I get in arguments about this too. Like it's worth it though. Like because of all of this, of course it's going to be expensive. Like you have so much cool shit that you motherfucker. Can so you have so much cool shit that you could do that like, uh, like even like just the desert and all that. Like I just bought a dirt, like when I bought a dirt bike in Pennsylvania, I rode it around my yard. I never got it out yeah. a second year. Rode through the woods. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then like out here, I like, I bought one and I'm like, we can go so many places. I'm like, this is so cool. Like I, I'm somebody who traveled so much in like when I lived other places, cause I, every two weeks I was on the road and then I, I moved out here eight months ago and I have yet to leave Southern California. I haven't even going I haven't even conquered it yet. yeah like I just I'm just chilling here I don't want to go anywhere else that was how I got into Harley's was riding dirt bikes in Temecula uh okay. there's like so much so much fucking trails and like shit to, I was doing mostly trail work. That's oh where my shop you can is. is it yeah I work out of a well I run out of a body shop up in Temecula no so. fucking way yeah. so out by wine country off Rancho Cal okay you go to Rancho Cal and then the first roundabout into wine country you go yeah. left and then there's like a dead end you can literally Park your truck there, unload your bike, and ride through, and then pass where Deegan used to live. Deegan's compound That's is, like, right there. dope, because um, my shop's off of Rancho, just on the other side of 15, then. Over like in the industrial, you, yeah. Yeah, so it's just over there, so I literally... You're over by Biltwell. No, am I? Yeah. What? You, you realize everybody's out well, here. Well, okay. Right? So I know I'm by... I was. I knew I was close to Hot Dog. <laughs> yeah. So, because, like, I go there for Wiener Wednesday sometimes, because uh, hot dogs are the shit. Hey! Yep. Um, Free Pizza <laughs> yeah. man. For, yeah, for real. So, um, yeah, but I'm, like, learning otherwise. I didn't even, so I stumbled upon this shop. I actually, because um, I was driving, oh, my God, this is insane. So, when I first was, like, I thought I had a shop situation set up when I came out here, and it did not work out as well as I thought. So, I said, bet, I'm desperate, I need a place. Um, I'm good friends with Jared up at Valley Customs, and we taught a class together, and he was like, look, we'll just spray out of here in the meantime until you get shit figured out. And I was like, that'll work. Um, it sucked because obviously it was a two-hour fucking drive up to yeah, Chatsworth every day. Yeah, that, that it was oh. insane. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I do it now to like go and visit them, and I'm like, how the fuck did I do this every day? Like this is hell. No one like eventually I like didn't get anything done. I was like, because I drive fucking six hours a day. Yep. And then there's also there's him, and then there's sometimes like two or three other painters too. So like we're all working around each other. So I was like, this is. Like, I love you guys. This is great. And then we're, like, all great friends. So we all just fuck around all day. I'm like, this is, I'm not getting anything done. Like, I'm just hanging out with everybody yeah. is what I'm doing. So I was actually in Temecula Valley paint one day picking up something. And I'm usually covered in paint. I look pretty nice today, I know. Oh. And so um, there was this guy sitting there, and he's like, are you a pinstriper? And I was like, <laughs> I am. What's up? And uh, I was like, actually, I'm a whole custom painter. I can do a bunch of stuff. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, um, my name's Raul. Like, I, I work with PPG, all this other stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. So then um, later when I was like, I can't make this drive anymore. Like, I love you guys, but I got to go. Uh, I hit up Raul. I was like, do you know of anywhere? I was applying for my own shop for so long. But as soon as you say anything, motorcycle or paint or anything. Or like, Yeah, they're like, screw you. And I'm like, come on. Please. Like, I'm like, I got this. Like, And um, so then... I hit him up. I said, do you know of anybody that like has some shop space for rent? Like what, what can I do? And he said, yeah, actually my son owns a body shop, like a quarter mile down the road. Um, like I'll hit him up. So then I met up with his son, Mark and, um, 
just told them what I needed and I, I work opposite schedules of them. So whenever they're closed, I'm there. So I have the whole shop to myself. It's so sick. So I you work it. all night. Yep. <laughs> all night and all weekends. So Fuck everyone yeah. like wants to go do stuff on the weekends. I'm like, I can't dude. that's my, Sorry. that's my fucking days, dude. Fuck yeah. That's the shit. So, but I love that. Like I'm a night owl through and through. I'm not a morning person. Are so. you like seven to 3 AM or what? Uh, no, I'm actually, I'm a weird shift. Like I'm a very large range. So I'm anywhere from <laughs> 11 AM to like 4 PM to like, 9 p.m. to like 4 a.m. <laughs> so like anywhere in those two ranges is when I go in and when I leave. So like I just I don't know. Schedules instantly turn me off. I'm like as soon as it's like, oh, you have to be here nine to five. I'm like, well, that's dumb. That's <laughs> like, why we that's why we start doing shit for ourselves. Yeah, literally 100 percent. I was like, I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock. This is dumb. I don't want to like I don't want somebody to have to tell me what I can and cannot do in my spare time, especially like none of that. I said, I'm I'm out. And so, well, that was I was a damage appraiser a full time before. I. Oof. Yeah. So I was like, screw all this, dude. And like we had like all these quotas we had to reach all the time. I was like, this is too much stress for me. For what? You guys hate me. So yeah. I'm like, I'm and you're not paying like, that well. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I'm like, I'm struggling. Like now I'm like, shit, those benefits are kind of nice. But that's about it. Right. The Bennies <laughs> yeah, right. will keep a motherfucker. That's for sure. So oh, let's man. take it back to, to Lancaster. Yeah, good old, yep, Pennsylvania. So, so born and raised there. Yeah, in a very, very small town. We have a population of like under 3,000 people in the total. The town is like a square mile. It, Google actually says that. I looked it up one time. <laughs> I, we were like on this road trip and we were looking up all like the major cities, how big they are and stuff. And I was like, what's Quarryville? And it's like 1.1 square mile. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> so um, it's a lot of farmland. It's like half Amish people. It's nice. Like, yeah. It's people are still in horse and buggies. Like, you got any Rumspringer stories? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So they get wild. On Do they? Yeah. They, okay. You think Amish people are like these religious, like very like well-mannered people, which like, yeah, they can be, but they are wild motherfuckers. Like they throw wild parties. Like they do donuts in their little horse and buggies. Like, it. okay, this is my favorite thing. And nobody believes me when I say this. So I post it every time I go home. If you go out in Quarryville, there's only a Turkey Hill. That's it. That's the only thing that's open. And like the really shitty only bar, the J&B, which is the horrible dive bar. In Fuck yes. So there's that and there's a Turkey Hill and there's like eight pizza places. So... <laughs> the Turkey Hill is the only thing open all night long. So if you go there and if you like just hang out, which that's what people do because it's Corville, <laughs> um, <laughs> around like 2 to 3 a.m., these Amish buggies will come in, but they're all decked out. They have underglow. They have sound systems. <laughs> no They have fucking like way. strobe lights. Yeah, I shit you not. And they are bumping music, dude. And their like sound systems are better than some people's cars. And like they're <laughs> fucking, dude, it is hilarious. And so I crack, and nobody, they're like, nah, that's not right. I said, nope. And I will take a picture of it and I will post it every single time because I'm like, dude. This happens. Why? Okay, I know, so it's are they not? They're not like strict Amish. I guess not. I mean, <laughs> okay, but Rumspringa, what's that like? So, and when is it? It's um, it's all the time, pretty much. It's whenever I think. So, I might be a little bit wrong on this, but um, when they turn sixteen, they have like a period of like a couple weeks or a couple months. I forget how much it is that they can go and experience regular civilized life. And then they can choose whether or not they want to stay being Amish or they can go and be a civilian. But if you go and choose the civilian life, then your Amish family shuns you and like, you don't, you can't come back. You're done. You can, yeah. You cannot come back. You, and then like, even if they, like if the rest of the Amish community finds out that their family is still talking to you, they'll shun that family then. Oh huh. yeah. So it's like wild. So like, 
They can, yeah, but they go crazy. So, because they're allowed to do whatever they want during this time. So, they just are like in the streets, just partying hard. Because, like, Coryville has no rules. We have one cop that's like on duty some of the time. <laughs> like, so, like, you literally can do whatever you want. And they just they throw wild parties. They out of their barn. Like, like <laughs> the, just these crazy parties. And then, like, this unmarked alcohol. Because none of it's from like an actual store. It's all nice. Yeah. <laughs> fucking basement. Bootlegged. Yeah, it's yeah, 100%. And it's just like, this is gonna be a fun time you wake up in a field somewhere that's another thing that people don't get about pennsylvania is how fucking big it is and they just think philadelphia pittsburgh Reading. Yeah, literally that's it like and even like i forget about harrisburg which is the freaking state capital (laughs) like it's so much farmland and so much spread out and like rednecks everywhere (laughs) so many rednecks there's rednecks everywhere drive your tractor to school day we had a truck line that like that's where all the trucks parked and like you had to back in of (laughs) course we we had um, this thing called the Buck, and every Saturday night during the summer, um, they would have tractor pools and truck pools and demo derbies and monster trucks. And uh, once a year, they did semi night that they would bring semi trucks in and they would drag race semis on and uh, like do weight pulls and all this shit. And it was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then that was we line danced. <laughs> we. Uh, do you still know how to line dance? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Take me somewhere. I will show you. Well, see, I always wondered that because in Texas, some of the line dances were like a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I always wondered if they were the same. But yeah, your girl can lay it down a little bit. That's right. Yeah, I'm down with that. So I used to barrel race and rodeo a little bit. What? Yeah, you can ride horses? I can. No I'm shit. Like, yeah. Dustin's going to be mad he missed this now. <laughs> yeah, I'm st- I want to get back into it so bad too. So yeah. Dustin yeah, grew it. up in on like up in Ramona, up okay. in the hills and yeah. like grew up riding horses and shit. That's too. awesome. He's, He's a good old cowboy. Yep, that's what's up. Fuck, that's wild. That's so, that, yeah, I, I was, uh, I grew up riding horses. I was on a horse before I could remember. And then um, my uncle owns like a, he has a horse ranch that is all like English racing and like uh, Kentucky Derby and Fairhill and like that fancy shit. But I went more of like the redneck Western that's <laughs> side right. of things. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not all about that. So, and then I didn't do any like major rodeos or anything. I did like small town stuff, like people's like backyard shit, but yeah. Any buckles? I, mean, I don't know. Fuck no. <laughs> like, I just, I was only starting in that. I only did it for about a year, year and a half. That's why I would, I would love to get back into it, but. It's it's a lot. It's expensive. Yeah, and that's expensive. I mean, but you're in a good industry to afford yeah, that. Yeah, that's me thing. Yeah. Shit, man. <laughs> Zach said the same thing. Like, you would people would think Every that I'm just time. crushing. Yeah. Well, I, I even like as people. Like, I make it look like that too. Like I make horrible financial decisions. So like people think I have all this money, and I'm like, no, I'm just super irresponsible. Yes. Like nobody should let me be an adult. But I also don't want anybody else to control my money. So, so like, I've noticed like we're in this vicious cycle. Yeah, I sat down one day because I'm like man something's got to give like it's got it like something has to change like what is it so I like sat down one day and I actually like did some professional shit and like added up all my shit and I was like yep it's me I'm the problem (laughs) (laughs) I'm the I went to the mirror I had a gander (laughs) looking back at me was the problem and then I just realized I was like and then I tried I tried for a long time to like really change my ways and then it just doesn't work I like see something like that FXR I'm like i Whatever I got to do, um, I'll buy that. I don't <laughs> so, need it. I have a right, but I, I want it. One hundred, but it, man, I have an FXR a- frame in my garage, oh. and I go, I open the garage and I look at it, and I'm like, one day, one day, one day, <laughs> one day. At least it's there. You it know? is, and then the motor's on my fucking bench. And oh, there you go. Yeah, so it's all there. He's got a whole bike. It's just not together. Yeah, oh. yeah. tore it down to the frame. There you go. Well, I'm gonna do a good build on it. it 
one day. Be like that sometimes. Well, that's why I got a second bike. So, because like I painted my Sportster real quick one, because I can't ever paint my own shit unless I can't paint customer shit for some reason. So we had a horrible cold spell in Texas. It was like 15 degrees, so I should not have been painting. But I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna paint my bike because I don't have anything else to do. Like, let's do this. So it, I mean, it's cool from distance, but <laughs> up close, it looks like shit. So I want to redo it so bad, but especially since moving out here, I can't stop riding long enough to actually take it apart to paint it so now that i have my second one i'm like fuck yeah let's go yeah <laughs> i just ended up with four or five sets for dyna <laughs> that's what i have in my cabinet i just have massive amount of sets for dyna so i my wish i went about it that way my bike's always together and then if i ever find the fucking time to like repaint my bike again because that's the plan like i have a whole set sandblasted right now like ready the problem is i can't find the fucking time to actually do it because i'm working on everybody else's shit that and the tough part is like as soon as I'm done painting my own bike, like, I feel like I've improved enough that that's no longer something that I want to advertise. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, now I want to do this better. Like, yeah. I, like, did something else now. Like <laughs> He's had, like, five different paint jobs on yeah. his bike. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. That's now how it's my just first black. bike was. I had a little Yamaha Virago, and I painted it every six months. It was coming apart, and I would paint it. Fuck yeah. And I was like, let's go. Like <laughs> The old Virago. Oh, yeah. Did you me. want some water? I'm okay. I'm jacked up on caffeine, <laughs> and I need to dilute this, so I'm going to shoot off a quick text message and see if the angel savior known as <laughs> Vanessa is here yet. Look, oh. so I was just in Utah, and I went to my first rodeo ever, right? I'm <laughs> Wait not- a second. I was like, I thought we were going like a sarcastic thing. I just went to my first rodeo. No, like, no, I no. We're just gonna stepping say, back. Like, what event it was. I'll tell then. you about mine, too. <laughs> we're just stepping back in the conversation. Okay, yep. cool. De- Never been to a rodeo before, at least that I remember. And I'm in Utah. And it's like a one-stop light town, which I've never been anywhere like that, right? I've always been in a fucking city, yep. right? So I'm blown away. And I woke up one morning, I like went and got sugar for my girl for her coffee. And I was like, I could fucking do this. There's nobody around. This is amazing, <laughs> right? There's no cars. There's no people. The store's called like Tom's Produce or some shit, you know? Yep. I was like, this is cool. I could do this. But I'm the only fucking person that looks like me. I'm the only one covered in tattoos. Oh, yeah. Like, I go a... home. I, I, I'm stared at, And dude. everybody's like looking Love at me. Love it. Like, it's <laughs> wild. Who the fuck is it? So we go to this rodeo, and I'm with my whole family, and I'm walking around, and everybody's staring at me. The cops are staring at me, like, because I don't fit in. But I remember sitting there watching the female riders. I was blown away, like, the rodeo riders. But those dudes, the dudes that just sit back waiting to, like, catch the fucking horses that are fucking running off. Yo. That was the baddest motherfucking Marlboro man I've ever seen in my life. I was like, <laughs> dude. Is gnarly. All of them. And the people that play like um what Radio is clown? It? the that and like the bull poker where you sit at the table and it's uh so you all sit at the table in the center of the thing and oh, yeah. whoever they let a bull out and whoever is the last one sitting wins. Like ballsy. Yeah. Like you have to just sit there. Yeah. I it, will say, uh Virginia City Roundup, they have bull riding and your girl was gonna sign up for it. But I don't have health insurance. It made her decision <laughs> probably wasn't the best idea. So I was like, let me wait until I can afford any injury that I have. <laughs> so Did you go to that? I so I went to the first one last year. Last year was the first yep. one, I think. Yeah. So I went to that one. Um and it was really cool. I wanted to go to this one, but I ended up not for some reason. Our boy Juan was talking about it. and Oh, yeah. We're spending the entire next year going to as many fucking events yes. as possible. I, so I did that 2021. I went to everything. Like, so I went to um, East Coast FXR Jam. I went to West Coast FXR Jam. I went to Sturgis. I went to Born Free. I went to um, Virginia City Roundup. Uh, I don't know. Just a bunch of fucking shit. And it was the one of the best years of my life. Like, oh, it's, shit. I, it was so much fun. Um, I mean, which it helped, like, I would just schedule pinstriping jobs as I went. So I would just pay for my travels as I, like, as I would go. Hell yeah. So I would end up being on the road for, like, a couple months at a time. So that was kind of tough. But 
other than that, like, it was so, like, all of it was so much fun. And, like, the places that I rode that I would have never ridden before. Like, I just, I said yes to everything. I was just like, fuck it, yes. Like, I, let's do it. Like, somebody was, I wasn't going to take my bike to Sturgis because I was teaching a pinstriping class up there. So I was just going to go teach a pinstriping class. I'm sure, I'll find somebody to ride with, whatever. And then um, somebody hit me up and was like, yo, I got extra room in my trailer. You want me to take your bike? I said, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yes. Let's go. I yes, probably I do. paid too much for that, but like, let's go. And <laughs> I, that ride through the Devil's Tower and all of that oh, at yeah. sunset made that whole fucking whatever I paid worth it. I was like, I'll pay tenfold what I just paid to get this bike up here to do that again. And then, um, I, oh, I did my first cross-country trip last year, too. That oh, was fuck. So that was the whole, um, that was when I stopped at Virginia City Roundup. So this is a good story. So, um, my friend Brian came to me and he said, this is when I lived in Texas. And he was like, yo, I've just bought this FXR in Dallas. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to get it home. And I'm like, what do you mean? Ride it. Like fly down here and ride that bitch home. Street vibes. That's also where I went. And I was supposed to, um, pinstripe at street vibes in like two weeks or something. I forget how long, uh, far away we were from it. But so, um, he was going to help me because he's a painter too. And he's in, he lives in Idaho. So, um, I was like, fuck it. Uh, you know what? Um, well, I had another friend there, Joe at the time, he had two bikes in Texas and he wanted to take, he wanted to rent a truck to take them back to California. So then I'm thinking, I'm like, well, fuck, use my truck, take those two bikes back to, or back to California. Brian will fly down here. Me and him will ride up to street vibes. I'll meet you at street vibes. I'll put my bike in my truck and I'll just ride home. So that was the plan. And uh, Joe took my truck with the bikes and then Brian flew into Texas and we were sitting there the night before and my dumbass is like, yo, what if we did a 1k in a day? And he was like, yo, what if we did? And I was <laughs> like, let's, let's do it. Like, where are we going? So I looked it up and Phoenix was exactly 1,003 miles from where I was. And I had a friend in Phoenix. I was like, we're going to go stay with Angel tomorrow night. We're going to do this. So we got up at 4am. We did the thousand miles in a day. We made it with six minutes to spare because Brian's like broke down oh my yeah, god was, so we made it to um we were in las cruces new mexico oh yeah one of the worst fucking spots of course and Ugh. his bike's just not like his and it's the not, summer yeah uh, no it's september so we were oh yeah. you got so lucky yeah yeah so we um we were sitting there and his bike wasn't holding a charge and he's like something's wrong with it and i was like me i'm like whatever it'll be fine <laughs> like let's just keep going you know and he's like no it's something's wrong with it so uh we ended up it ended up being some dumb plug that, like, wasn't, like, Secured. actually all the way in. Yeah, and it took us, like, 300 miles to fucking figure it out. But Ugh. So, at one point, we got to, like, mile, like, 920 or something like that. And I was like, we're not going to make it. Like, we had not that much time left. And I was like, this is this is going to suck. Like, I'm not, like, I was so heartbroken. Because I was like, I don't want to do this again. Like, I don't want to get to this many miles again. Like, this is hell for me at this point. I am not prepared for a long-distance trip at all at this point. Like, this is, I decided that I was going to do this three days before it happened. Never been on a long-distance trip in my life. Like, I did 400 miles in a day before I did this. I don't have rain gear. I don't have tools. I don't have anything. I have a backpack with my paints in it that I strapped to the back of my bike. I have, like, two sweatshirts. And I don't even have gloves at this point. I don't have a windshield. I don't have a fairing. I don't have... (laughs) A face shield. I don't have anything, dude. Fuck. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go, dude. And everyone's like, you're, you're wild. You're crazy. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. This is how I ride. Like, this is what I ride. <laughs> this is just me. <laughs> yeah. Like, my first bike was a hardtail. So the fact that this bike even has a suspension is fantastic. <laughs> that's all I'm concerned about. So um, we we did the whole, like, uh, 
I got gloves along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I started picking up stuff along the way. I like was wearing half of Brian's clothes because he actually brought some shit and like rain gear and stuff. So um, we ended up making it with like six minutes to spare. And I said like, dude, thank God. And then we still had to ride like another 20 miles to Angel's house. And I was so exhausted. And then we stayed in Phoenix for a couple days, rode around there. Then we went out to LA, stayed with one of our friends there. And then we did PCH up to NorCal. And that was dope. That was one of, I was beautiful one. Yeah. So I, I drove that the first time and I was like, man, this is a dream to ride. Like I never thought I would do it. Yeah. Let alone live a fucking mile off that damn highway. So, um, we, we did, did that whole ride and then, um, got up to NorCal. I went to street vibes. I rode back to NorCal. I came down to LA for the art circus in October and then I got halfway back up to NorCal, and um, I was like, fuck this. I said, I'm done riding, and I loaded my bike in my truck, and then went over to Virginia City Roundup, and then went home. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It ended up, I hit I hit 3,500 miles, and as soon as I hit 3,500 miles, I was like, this is good for me. I'm I said, done. Yep. I, was I like, did it. This was, yep. I said, I'm, I'm swell on that. And then <laughs> I'm planning one more, like major major trip in spring i'm gonna do a, like a coast to coast i'm gonna start on the beach in oceanside and then go north carolina and end up on the beach there so that's dope yeah i was stationed fun. in carolina i'm from virginia beach okay topsail island is one of my favorite places fuck yeah so my family um that's like a home away from home every summer we grew up going there yeah for, all you motherfuckers yep. come down and wreck our beaches yep yep <laughs> well you know we were going there for 40 years man we were there with like the ogs before like any of that and um now it sucks but at least they still have that ordinance that you like can't build skyscrapers and stuff. But so we, um, every year my family still goes down there. And so now since my family gets, it was really cool growing up because there would be like 20 of us staying in one house. We would all your cousins. Yep. It was so sick. So now since we're all like all on our own and stuff, my mom will just rent out a house for two weeks and whoever can come whenever they can come is great. So people are coming and going constantly. So I have two weeks that I can (laughs) kind of window. (laughs) window two weeks that I got to make it to North Carolina. So, um, he's getting married in June. No way. And for his bachelor trip, we're going to do, we're still doing this, right? Yeah. Well, now, because you're speaking it. Oh, it's, well, this is, I was already wanting to do this. And then he was like, that's going to be like my bachelor trip time. And I'm in the wedding. Well, yes. So, yeah. 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 But we're going to go from San Diego to Laconia because it's the 125th yeah. anniversary. That's dope. That's sick. I've yeah. always, my bucket list trip is the perimeter of the U.S. So I want to do the five all the way to Seattle. And mm-hmm. then I, now that I've been to Canada a bunch, I travel on the weekends and do DJ shows. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. All, all month I've been in Canada and I'm like, everyone's like, oh, you got to ride through here, eh? I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like all through fucking BC, Alberta, Sask- uh, Saskatchewan. Manitoba, and you can like. Wait, but is it cold all year round up there? No, really. No, they have beautiful summers. No way. I mean, it's okay. chilly, but yeah. I mean, you're from fucking PA. Like, okay, but I'll tell you what. Once you move to the south, you are ruined, man. Yeah. I, like, there are, in Pennsylvania, I used to bitch about the cold all the time. Don't get me wrong, but I'd go out in like a hoodie and I'd be okay. I'll be like, yeah, this is cold. I got, I went home one time like last year. It started snowing. I said, I'm going to die. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm in like a fur coat. I'm in like three sweatshirts. I'm like, this, it's like 70. I was going to ride this morning. It was 65 degrees. I said, this is way too cold. I was in Winnipeg this weekend. It was (laughs) negative 10. And I had to, I was, I I was like, I'm going to walk and go get breakfast. There's like snow on the ground. It's (laughs) snowing. It was fucking so cold that my thought my face was going to rip off. And I I had to hide on the street, like between uh, at a door entrance to try to warm up a bit before I could make it back 
to the hotel. It was fucking gnarly. I remember in Pennsylvania, I walked out of the house with cold or with wet hair one time and it froze. It was ice. I was like, dude, no way. If, Not chill. If it was 65 degrees in Pennsylvania this morning, you bet your ass I'd be on my bike all fucking day, dude. But here, I'm like, ew. I'm like, I'm going to I'll freeze. wait till the afternoon. Yeah, I'm like, this is, let me, let me wait for it to get sunny a little bit here. I just got the cheat codes for water. I'm going to get one. <laughs> the cheat codes. Yeah. Yes. BRB. So I've never lived anywhere cold. I've lived in Vegas and I've lived in San Diego. That Those are the only places I've ever existed. So if it's cold at all, I'm not fucking happy. I don't like. No, I'm the same way. And then trying to paint in the cold is horrible. Yeah, it's not fun. Not at all. Trying to do anything in the cold is just it, and like it hurts. Like when you're cold for such a long period of time, it just physically hurts your body. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like so I'm, I'm in a lot of paint groups, right? And I, I'm yeah. friends with all these dudes that are all over the country, and it's it's whatever temperature it is. Isn't where that the best at. part about the paint and industry, though? They got all these fucking heaters going, and like yep. they're doing all this shit, and I'm like. I can paint like every so, day of the year. So, main reason why my bike is so fucked up because um, in Texas, since it's not meant to get cold, we don't have like heating systems. A lot of body shops in Pennsylvania actually do have like full-on right. heating systems, but like our booth wasn't climate controlled, none of it. So, like, we used a propane heater to fuck it or yeah. a kerosene heater to heat our shop. So, like, so man, I I've been painting for ten years and I didn't think it was possible to get that many fish eyes in my life. I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, this is impressive. That, that's just from the cold. Uh, cold and just like the kerosene just fucking fucking oh, it yeah. up dude like yeah. even the fact that it was because it wasn't even it was in the shop and like that's where our booth pulled all the air from was in the shop and just because it was in the air it fucked my day up dude yeah and i should have known like yeah obviously i'm gonna yeah. fuck it up but I, i've done the same shit though you know sometimes you're like you get away with it one time when you don't even mean to and you're like that one time it worked so i'm gonna do it now and it yeah. does not work that way yeah i did a bumper once and uh i put it out in the parking lot it was still Still fucking wet. I yeah. put it out in the parking lot, and uh, I was using tire shine Yo. to, like, clean the plastic. Yeah. And then I came back, like, 10 minutes later, and the whole thing was fish-eyed, and I was like, fuck my life. Uh, people are amazed by tire shine. I'm like, it is the, the worst, worst fucking... It ever. is my biggest nightmare, dude. Yeah. I used to, uh, when I worked at that bike shop in Texas, we, like, ha all had separate bays, but, I mean, they were, like, two or three bays down for me, but if they used it at all, I instantly knew. And I told them, like, you cannot use that anymore. Yeah. Like, you cannot. I don't care if I'm here. I don't care if you use it the night before. Like, you could have used it two days ago, and it's still going to fuck up my day. Yeah. Like, I... And that's what people don't understand about paint and why I don't give turnaround times because, like... You don't know what the fuck is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I could not tell you what happened. Somebody could sneeze on this paint job wrong and it would fucking right. go haywire. I don't think it's just... Oh, I hate it. Well, there's it. so many different variables and, and most people, they don't have a clue. And, right, there's this there's this huge influx right now of people wanting to learn, right? There's, mm -hmm. It's fucking... There's a massive amount of guys all over the country that, like, got locked down for COVID and they're all trying to figure it out or they're watching all our videos and, like, they're seeing how glamorous it looks on the outside. Yeah, 100%. How easy it looks in these reels and right, shit. Right, right. Yeah, you're getting yeah. you're getting 35 seconds of an entire right. month paint job. Yeah. And it's cool. I mean, I love it, but there's so many different variables and so many things that, like, you don't know about and there's not many resources that you can go to and say, like, why is my shit fucking wrinkling or why do I have fucking fish eyes or why yeah. is this happening? And I think a lot of people, though, like, also, um, I was really apprehensive to talk to any pa – like, I don't know, painters just seem like assholes. Yeah. But then, like, once you get into this industry and, like, you realize what we have to deal with on a daily basis, you're like, yeah. fuck, you're not an asshole. You're just fucking tired, dude. You like, are I get fucking it. angry about <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, like, it just – it is fucking – you try to do everything, and it – is shit <laughs> like all of it it's frustrating it's super frustrating but it's also super rewarding right there are like the times that um 
I don't know. There's like little 10 minute increments of like the most amazing feeling in the world that makes the last 60 hours of pure hell worth it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, shit, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There are some days that I'm like, why do I do this? But then there are some days that I'm like chilling in my shop and I'm like, fuck, dude, this is awesome. I have like, no boss. Is, yeah. I make like, my I'm own chilling, money. Like, I work the amount of hours that I want to work. I, I take the jobs that I want to fucking right? take. I was going to say, I work on exactly what I want to work on. Like, right. There, I'm like, this is fucking sick. And, like, even last night, some of my friends stopped by. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like, we're just hanging out. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite thing, I think, about just, like, this culture, like, in general, is just, like, shop hangs and, like, people having, like, garages that you just go and chill at. Right. And I mean, I, had, I, had, I, I struggled in the beginning. Like, when I started two years ago. Um, I, I c- want to say... Um, how fucking amazing your paintwork is for Thank only you. starting two years ago Thank like you. that because i feel like i remember i did you message me when you first started probably i messaged so many painters i remember i feel like i remember talking to you like uh, like when you first started and i it, yes. especially since i moved to california like and just seeing your progression i have never seen anybody progress as fast as you and like just like your creativeness behind your designs right. like because it took like you see all these painters that like are so creative but for years they had to copy and like be like other people other styles first before they found their own right but like the way that you i don't know you just like came up with so much creativity right out the bat like it's very inspiring and wild to me thank you so much slightly pisses me off but it's okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) honesty is the policy so when i started I was super hungry, but nobody would fucking give me the time of day. See, and that's you know? why, like, I, I understand that, but like, people it's are It's my fault me. because I was reaching out to people that are, like, super big and super popular, and they're probably busy as fuck, right? I was reaching out to all the fucking names, Yeah, you know? but everyone complains about this this art dying and this industry dying, but, like, if we don't keep it alive teaching other people and, like, Fostering giving other people... It. Yeah, then, like... And, for instance, like, everyone's like, oh, well, I don't... Like, I have a painter friend who, like, I thought we'd be great, but, like, we do not want to help each other at all. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like... Oh, that sucks but like at the same time here like there's people that are like I don't want to like help that person because like what if they get better than me and I'm like that's dumb because yeah. here's the thing I I mean you know this I help you like I answer whatever question you have yeah. like and and look at that your style still is so much different than mine right. that like we still can be two amazing painters and have two right. completely different styles like you still took every single one of my like words of advice but that doesn't mean your work turned out exactly like mine right. like and that's what i don't think pa- like other painters and like artists understand is like you can teach somebody exactly how you do things exactly the way you do them and their paint job is not going to come out anything like yours and right. like that's also the beauty of it is that nobody can create that but you yeah. so like well, this is something that i'm super big on if, if i'm intimidated by somebody getting better to me then obviously i'm not as fucking good as i think i am right so that's that's also the other thing if you and i i used to tell other people this all the time and it took me it it takes a lot to be like to have to do that to yourself too because i'm like there are people that are mad at me and i'm like if you're mad at me that i'm a better than artist or if you're mad at me that i'm a better artist than you then you obviously you should get the pen and paper yeah then you need to start your problem yeah like you need to be a better artist then we're very much the same way there are times that i'm like feeling that way and i'm like fuck man i have to check myself i'm like if you're feeling intimidated if you're feeling like this person's like progressing past you and it's a problem then you need to get your ass in the shop and you need to start doing something that's different than what you've been doing like thousand percent that's how we handle lfg so anybody Anybody that hits us up and they're like, I want to start a cl- Oh, what? You want one of those? Yeah, please. Something to drink. <laughs> Something to drink. Shana? Why not? I mean, we're all here. Well, fuck it. Oh, peer this, pressure. This her. episode is not sponsored by Liquid Death, <laughs> but we're working on it. Go ahead and comment on their page. 
give LFG a discount code and then you can murder your thirst and death to plastic. Also the Zin pouches. Don't forget to announce them too. Okay, well I will say, so I am not a water drinker. Thank you so much. Well, this isn't just water. Okay, but here's, okay. So anybody that knows me personally will tell you this. I should be dead. Just by the fact that I do not consume water. Us too. It's horrible. Like I live your life like a cactus, like I do. One hundred percent. I live my life off of Coca Cola. One hundred percent. Like, and I figure the way that it cleans rust off metal is the way it cleans my insides. Like we're squeaky clean. You know what I mean? We're great. Like, so I just don't drink water. And then I did go to the doctor, and he's like, "Yo, your kidneys fucked up." And I'm like, "Oh, oof." Yeah, I'm like, I'm 27. Like that's not that's That's not not fun news. Damn, you're young. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck, man, I did some damage. So then I'm like, shit, I got to start drinking water. And even till this day, I can't drink it without like additives. Liquid death is the only thing that I can drink that I'm like, shit, this is Better good. Like, this is wild. I've been a big fan of liquid death since based purely on their marketing before they got big. When they were like, had the dude sign the contract, ink it in blood. Like yeah. I was a big fan of that. And then uh, I listened to Toby Morris from H2O. He has a podcast called One Life, One Chance. He's sponsored by them. And like Dustin d- drinks nothing but sparkling water. <laughs> I I like edgy shit. Yeah. He's like and Perrier, huh? Yeah. Perrier that, no, he literally That's every it. week has Walmart drop off a case of it. Yeah. On, on no. fucking routine. <laughs> he has a scheduled drop off and I'm, I'm trying to get him on liquid death and Vanessa, the marketing manager here, she hooks us up. That's so dope. our shop is stocked with liquid death That's always dope. and I fucking, I need to email them cause I want to get a discount code. They're also big, like big in the industry cause they're like big sponsors of Sturgis and stuff too. Yep. Like, I show up to like I every always, event. Yeah. They, they, they sponsor uh, San Diego Harley. See, they, that's dope. Like it's dope that. I like when brands like not only are edgy like that, but are edgy like in our industry. Like yep. it just feels very personable to me. Yeah. Yep. So, that's but yeah. So back to what you were talking about, facilitating others to grow. Oh, right. So for Healthy us, like competition. Yeah. Anybody that hits us up, I want to start a clothing brand. Fucking do it, bro. Or I want to start whatever you want to start. Like we encourage everybody to do that. And it's the same thing. Like if I help you along the way and I give you all the fucking tools that I've learned, like you're going to remember that. And you're mm-hmm. going to be like, dude, those dudes at LFG fucking held me down. And now that we're 100%. screen printing, like we're, we'll print your shit, like whatever it is. And I, I'm not... I'm not in competition with anybody. Yep. Let me tell you, I have made grown dudes cry with how, like, they've loved my paint jobs. Like, and no greater feeling. Like, yeah, that's a great feeling and everything, but there is no greater feeling to me than when somebody comes to me and is like, yo, you inspired this. Somebody actually just sent me a panel the other day that was purple because I just did a purple skateboard. And she's like, yo, this was sitting here. She took a class of mine back at the one that I taught with Jared. And... um She's like, yo, you inspired, like, this purple panel was sitting here for years, and you inspired me to finally finish it. And I was like, yo, that's fucking sick. That's like, that's yeah. way better than anything it's else. Dope. Like, or even have a part in somebody's journey like that, especially when they become big, like, and in, in a bigger name and everything. You'd be like, yo, I fucking helped with that, dude. Because yeah. none of us do this by ourselves. Yeah, no. Everyone can sit here and say that you're self-made, and you're this, and you're that. But I'm like, dude, we all have to help each other. Like, there's you're, no se- way. you're self-taught? So nobody answered one question right? ever, Everyone's ever like, in your so- life? Everyone always asks me, they're like, are you self-taught? I'm so absolutely fucking not like yeah. everyone taught me yeah <laughs> like, what do you mean or and like, then the support side of it like so you just the money just magically appeared in your bank account right? like nobody fucking bought anything well, nobody there fucking are so many people that bought shit of mine that ugh, probably shouldn't have been sold yet <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so go, you guys. Well, thanks for supporting that dream. yeah right like thanks for supporting that dream way earlier than it should have been but well you think about it and i've thought about it you probably know more artists than me but when you look at like the guys that are like really big and have huge, huge names and, like, memorable impacts, right? So it's going to be, like, Hot Dog, right? Mm Because he fucking will teach anybody if they want to learn, right? Shout out you, Pete. You're the man. Uh, Danny D fucking taught all these lowrider guys, like, like their shit. You know what I mean? So, like, you look at the guys that 
have these huge names and that everybody talks about, they're the ones that we're teaching everybody, right? So mm -hmm. what legacy do you want to leave behind? Do you want to leave a legacy of being a fucking douche and not helping nobody? And, like, your paint literally dies with you, right? Like, you yeah. may have a bike out there at some point that doesn't get painted over. Or do you want to be the guy who's yeah, knowledge? Yeah, but do that you really, like, when you see that, you're like, like, when you see a hot dog paint job, you're like, man, that's a hot dog paint job. You know. Like, even if your paint work is out there after you do that, like, you, you got to be, like, a good fucking person for them to be like, yo. Yeah. That's like a 13th Street paint job or like yeah. that's a rude paint paint job. Like that's dope. And that's how I want to like that's the legacy that I want to leave behind is like that's that dude was willing to teach me when I didn't know shit and was willing to respond to me and like try and help me. Even though it's over message and it's really hard to try and help somebody over messaging. But like any amount of knowledge that I have, I'm willing to share. Even though like I earned my knowledge. Like I went and worked for Cisneros for yeah. almost a year but see, for no pay. That's also what I was about to say is the difference is like I get thousands. Well, not thousands, but I get at least 10 to 12 messages a day of people asking me, how do you get started? How, how do you do this? How do you right. do this? But here's the thing. There's very few people that I'll actually answer. If I see the drive in you, I'll answer. But right. here's the thing. If you ask me like how to get started in airbrush. Like I had to YouTube a bunch of shit. I had to Google a bunch of shit. Like if you have the drive to do it, then fuck yeah, I'll give you the time of day, but I'm not going to give you this, the time of day just cause you want to look cool doing something. Right. Like, right. Right. So like it just, you like you, you show that like you want to do this and that you're interested in it and that you have potential in it. Like once you're doing this for a long time, you can tell when somebody's like right. really going to go somewhere with it. You can tell if you have the creativity behind it or not. So like, and I think that's what it took for me is like, once people started seeing my work, they're like, okay, this dude's fucking serious about yeah. this. Like, he's doing it. That's when all the other painters started following me, mm -hmm. like the big names. And now everybody knows who the fuck I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just started, like I just went to that paint huffer class and, and, and it's a dope feeling. And it's not like, it's not, coming from like a oh like I'm famous feeling it's like a oh like my work is, is this what yeah like people know what the fuck I did like I am somebody who started with a pen and paper like I grew up sketching shit my whole life and hating everything that I did I thought I could never be an artist I was gonna be like a, a zoologist or some <laughs> shit. I thought I could never be an artist because I hated everything that I did I could never be told what to draw all of it I never thought art was in my future and then like I don't know it's just I don't know where I was going with this what were we talking about I don't know <laughs> oh being recognized oh right so it's not like it's just cool that like now my work is getting me like my work brought me to fucking california right. i was sitting in my bed in pennsylvania when i was 12 sketching a stupid skull thinking <laughs> yeah. that i'm stuck in pennsylvania for the rest of yeah. my life like this sucks and now here i am 15 years later actually in california doing art for a living not even for anybody else like yeah. that's f and then like people are like yo you did that and i'm like <laughs> Yeah. I, tr <laughs> like, I, tr like, fuck I tried. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what People I come up there like, yo, did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Which direction are we going? <laughs> like, it depends on how you feel about it. <laughs> hey, you're the painter? I'm like, I... I I, I try to be. I right. Yeah, I think. Maybe. He had so many good stories from this last weekend. He went to this paint hover class, and there was, like, cats that follow him on Instagram and watch his reels. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Dude, I feel it. I'm just trying to learn like everybody else. Like, I want all the fucking knowledge, dude. Because and I, I don't You want, never stop learning. I don't want it to come from a place from ego, but, like, I started out, I was like, I'm going to be the best motherfucker I can possibly be. You know, that's but what see, I want. that's not ego at all. Because here's... I always... Like, that's what I strive to be every day. Like, if I am going into the shop and I'm doing more than what I did yesterday, I'm a better painter than right. what I was yesterday and yeah. I want to be the best painter than I can be yeah. I don't need to be better than you right I don't need to be the best out of everybody but right. I needed the be to be the best that I can be because yeah. if I'm not here using my full potential then I wasted my life right like what's the fucking point of this so part. I just like I don't I don't like I don't like comparing myself to others necessarily I just like comparing myself to the day before because like there's times that like 
like yes or like I don't know we'll say Saturday and Sunday so Saturday I took a lot of breaks and like I, I like would chill and I took a long lunch and all of that Sunday I went in and I cranked fucking workout and I was like cool I like did more than I did yesterday I was more disciplined today than I was yesterday like yeah. I was a better painter now it gets discouraging sometimes because like they'll have days that you're like backtracking but I mean that's part of it is what it is you know yeah yeah, some days I don't get shit shit done. No, I mean, like, <laughs> hell no, dude. And sometimes I still fuck a lot of shit up. Like, that whole bike I just talked about, I just yeah. totally set myself back two weeks on that thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. So that used to happen a lot, like, when I was first starting. Like, we used to fuck shit up all the time. Now I've learned when something fucks up to that point, I'm about to level up. Like, it's yeah. like, so, like, because it very, like, it very rarely happens anymore. But, like, as soon as it happened, I was like, fuck. Like, I got really upset about it. I was like, this is going to set me back. Like, because it was going, like, it was going great. I was <laughs> like, I see this. It's going to be so sick. And then it started going downhill. And I was like, oh, fuck. And, um, but, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I realized, I was like, you know what? The only time this happens is, like, I'm going to redo this. And it's going to be even, even better. better. Yeah, it's going to be one of the best jobs I ever put out. Yeah. It, last time it happened was right before that orange Dinah. And it is one of my favorite jobs to this yeah. day I've ever done. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I'm just fucking, I try to try to be all encouraging so sometimes. i'll be in, i'll be in the middle of it right and i'm like oh yeah i'm fucking killing this i'm killing this and then, <laughs> it's a roller coaster hey, and then i gotta check myself because every time i get that fucking confidence something fucks up so i'm like you're dude you're just yeah doing, i'm like i can still relief on this yeah. base <laughs> yeah here we are fuck you're it just up. doing what you do you know you're nothing special yep. you know just fucking keep your cool bro you don't want to fuck nothing <laughs> up. but then i love like the roller coaster of it i like started out and i'm like fuck like this is gonna be cool and then i'm like taping it out and I'm like this is gonna be really cool and then I spray the first color and I'm like oh I hate this it. is not yeah I'm like this is not what I expected it to be <laughs> and then like I like spray the second color and I'm like oh god oh god this is getting worse I'm like this I'm quit this is done I might as well just start the whole thing over and then something just tells me they're like no keep going so then I keep going and then I'm like fuck yeah I love this yeah and then I get to buffing it and I'm like this is shit everything because you look at everything so closely and I'm like I this see everything wrong with same it. thing I love jobs until I'm wet sanding and buffing them and I'm like I could redo this whole thing yeah. right now like yeah. it is so Oh, man. I'm the opposite. So I hate I hate everything that I do all the way through until I'm done and it's all put together and I'm like, wow, that is the fucking coolest thing no, you've man. ever seen in your life. That's I don't know, that's just So we're neighbors too. Like we're best friends and we're neighbors. <laughs> that's dope though. Yeah, and his he operates out of his garage that's and my garage is down the hall. The best setup though, because um I used to have a shop in my house the first time I lived in Texas. I got the most done. I produced some of my best work out of there. Like yeah. The fact that, because, like, I'm, I'm a night owl. A lot of my shit comes to me. Like, I'll wake up. I'll dream about shit. Like, I'll dream about a paint job. And yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. We're going to make that shit to come to life right now. And I'll, like, go out there. I have, I was talking to my, uh, one of my buddies about it the other day. I was like, yo, I have so, like, all my pajama pants have paint stains on them. Because I just go out there and, like, um, I was in my slippers for a long time. Like, I had shop slippers for a really long time. Yeah. It was, yeah. All so. my lounge clothes have fucking screen printing ink yep. on them now. Yeah, just like the pockets are just coated. It's That's, fucking man to go in like is. a delirious state when you're in the shop, just fucking out there, like still in sweats, doing shit, man. I always wonder when I'm gonna be like walking to the house and I'm just gonna see like a tank fly out of his garage. Oh man, I have thrown. <laughs> Fuck parts. this place. Yep. yep, I've I've been there before. I've thrown some parts. I've yep. <laughs> I've never thrown anything. I got angry yesterday and I like threw my pinstriping brush down on the paper. Oh. That's about the most. <laughs> I threw a hard hat one time. Nice. Yeah. So hard hats I've learned um, have a chemical coating on them that like literally do not allow them to be painted. You could strip them down to like you have to strip them down to like the fiberglass. Absolutely. And I didn't know that. It was my first, it was my dad's. It was the first thing I ever like painted, custom painted. He was like, yeah, here's my hard hat. Dude, I was so pissed. It kept peeling off like just 
like like fucking latex dude just yeah. peeled off and i was like yo fuck this thing dude i got so mad i chucked that bitch across the room i started it so i i was married before and i started in my in-laws basement oh, you thought you were just gonna breeze yeah, over that yeah, so, yeah, is that what you thought you were gonna <laughs> do we gonna i was married right. before but yeah, i was painting this so, I was married. And then <laughs> <laughs> so that also explains the whole reason why i was in texas the first time too but um so yeah i started in my in-laws basement i had an airbrush booth that like was the uh ducted out like the one window and shit and yeah i just chucked it across the room and i remember it hit the wall and uh, like my husband at the time was like yo maybe you shouldn't do this <laughs> like, maybe this isn't for you yeah, yeah. like maybe maybe not and then i mean i went through like there was some shit that like i fucked up that i got really upset about i would rage about i was like fuck this dude i broke my foot one time dude okay so <laughs> this is yeah I, for, I kind of forget about this story. My, one of my shops had styrofoam as insulation, which worked great when you would fuck shit up. Because if you punched it, it just like blew up. Like it yeah. just, it felt really satisfying. One time you're good, right? Yeah. Well, one wall in my shop had like a two foot cinder block, like bottom. And so I went to go kick the styrofoam because I was just pissed off and I kicked that wall and I broke my foot, and I was fucking pissed, dude. I was like, what the hell, man? Little instant karma. Yeah, I was like, fuck, dude. And then I was like, Shayna, you need to figure it out. Tighten up. Yeah, I was like, you need to be a better painter if you're going to start breaking shit. So then, uh, I don't know, then I started. I actually, I didn't, I didn't take my first airbrush class until 2019. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So you're relatively new to the game, the game yep. too. So, uh, yeah, I was a painter for a long time first. Custom paint, I'm pretty new to. Um, I was... I a body shop painter for a while. I started painting cars in 2013. Um, yeah, wow. This so motherfucker. My actual, uh, my first car that I ever painted overall was kind of a custom. It was a two tone pink and black F150. It was mine. I loved it. Oh uh, hell yeah! yeah it was dope. <laughs> so, I've seen it. Yeah, it's sick. It, it was lifted and everything. It was five speed. It was what I learned how to drive stick in. Um, it still makes it its rounds today. Like people like, still, being still own yeah. it. Yeah. People are still like selling it and shit. And oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, she I had a lifted F-150 in the fucking sticks of fucking Dude, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, God. It was the shit. It was my, it was my little baby. So then, um, I was in a body shop for a while. Then I, like I said, I was a damage appraiser. And then, uh, a local airbrush artist called the Bizardist. He is an amazing helmet painter, like phenomenal what he does with helmets. And so he posted on Facebook, he's like, look, I'm feeling in my life like I need to do something more. I said, I really want to teach somebody what I'm doing. Like, I really want, I know a lot of people ask me, like, if they can learn from me and stuff. He's like, but I really want to take on an apprentice. And he's like, plus, I think it'll help me get more, like, more work done. And I was like, well, shit, why not? I got nothing to lose. So I started going to him and... He got nothing done. He would just end up teaching me. He's like, what do you want to do today? And I'm like, I want to gold leaf. And he's like, fuck it. Let's gold leaf. We would not do anything of what we were supposed to. And we would just gold leaf all fucking day. So I learned so much from him. And I give him all the credit in the world because he's also the one that has inspired me to actually go for this. Because I would call him, like when I first started, I call him. I'm like, hey, JR, what do you think would happen if I did this? Like, do you think this would look cool? And he's like, I don't know. Do it and see if it would. Yeah, 100%. And so he was the one that kind of, he's like, wing it. Like, figure it out. Even if he knew that was going like what was going to happen he'd be like i don't know what's going to happen figure like do it and find out and i'm like cool or even like i'd go over to his place and i'll be like yo what do you like what would happen if we did this and he's like well let's do it and like we'll figure it out and then like he would do it to his own stuff like he would do it to customer stuff and like sometimes it would fuck up and then that was also helpful too because then i could watch him fix it too and he's like yep this is this is it and i'm like and that's when i like 
that wasn't when it was, but over the years I have learned that, um, it's not how good, like uh, what makes a good painter great is how you can fi- fix your fuck ups. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like eat hot dog, all of them, like all the big name painters, Jared, everybody fucks up. Yeah. Every single person fucks up. It's how you come back from them every yeah. single time. I remember specifically sitting in my living room with this jabroni watching fucking <laughs> Schultz do videos of fucking spinning leaf and then watching him go to the garage and struggle to get it to fucking spin. Yep. And now he's fucking slaying I it. struggled so hard because I would go to JR's and everything that I did with him was perfect. Like I spun, like I laid leaf and spun it perfectly my first time. And I was like, oh, I'm a prodigy. I got this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I went back. I did the exact same thing. Exact same thing. It did not turn out like that. And I was like, what the fuck? And there were so many times that that happened that I would do something with JR and it would turn out perfect. And then I would go home and do it and it was fucking shit. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? I would get so mad. Yep. I even like, I stopped. Pinstriping was on and off for me. I, I stopped pinstriping for like eight months one time. That is the most frustrating thing for me. It is. It's hard. It is hard to stick with it. It's fucking annoying as hell. Is it one of those things that once you get it, though, it's like, okay, I can do this? Yeah. So, like, I mean... You always, always should practice pinstriping, no doubt. Like, I... I wish I, like, carved out a time, like, an hour a day to practice every day, because it would tremendously help me. But, um... There is a point that I get that, like that I just wasn't nervous anymore. Like there were times that like I would have to, I would get so nervous. I would like do all these precautionary measures just in case I fucked anything up. Like I would, everything had to be cleared so I could wipe it off all of it. And then there got to a point that, um, I don't know. I would just like every once in a while you come out with like a really good fucking job. And like, even so sometimes I'll backtrack. Like I just did an FXR with like this really thin red pinstripe and I did it all freehand and it, it, is one of the best pinstriping jobs that I've ever done. But then I turned around and I did a skateboard like two days after that thinking like, Oh, it's going to be even better. It was not, it was shit. Like, <laughs> it was absolute hell. So like, that's the frustrating part about pinstripe. And like, I call, I, I tell people all the time that I'm a conditional pinstriper. I cannot pinstripe every day. Every day is not a good pinstriping day. I have to be like in the right mindset and like the right mood. Um, I have to make sure that I fucking ate because like, I cannot be shaky out of it. Like I cannot be <laughs> shaky. Everything has to be right for me to fucking pinstripe. So even like when I have a bike that I'm pinstriping or a helmet or anything, I, that is one thing that I will plan out is like a day that I will set aside for pinstriping. So I can also prepare for it then. I'll be like, okay, Sunday I'm pinstriping all of this. So then like Sunday morning I get up and I'm like, all right. Let me see here. This is this is yeah. what today's today, gonna be. Yeah, All let right. me, yeah, like today is it. Got some eggs Benedict. I'm having <laughs> yeah, a great day. Right, <laughs> literally. Let me go cruise the coast. I'll go in. We'll be good. So that's the frustrating your, part about it. What was your first bike? Um, so my first ever ever bike that I learned on was a TTR 125 dirt bike, and then um, I like would ride that around the yard, and then I fell in love with this one bike. So my grandmother gave me. $1,000. And she gave all of her grandchildren $1,000 at this point in life. And she said, um, you have to spend it on something that you want. It can't be anything that you need. It cannot be bills. It can't be your debt. And it has to be something that you're going to remember us by. And I was like, bet. I was like, I'm going to buy my first motorcycle. So I found this little Yamaha Virago. It's like all chopped up into this little bobber. And I found it online and it was 1400 bucks. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go pick this bitch up. So I went and got it and I brought it home and like we got it off the trailer and everything. And I was like, this is not anybody's first bike. Like, no, it is a hardtail. The seat's not even attached. Like, the <laughs> foot pegs are not even even on either side. Like, this thing was shit, dude. I was like, it didn't, it barely ran. I was like, I don't know why I just bought this. So then um, I had I had them both for, like, I had the dirt bike and then I had that. 
And then um, this was when I was married and we were sitting there one day and Daytona bike week was happening that week. It was like the Thursday before it was going on. And when did you get married? 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was young. I was very young. I was 21, I think, when I got married. I know. (laughs) know, But that was so normal in a small town. Yeah. That's what they all do. That's what we're doing. To to this day, like people that like high school sweethearts are married with families and like happy as can be. And I'm like, what? What if they're not happily yeah. married, they're still at the same bar stool you left them yeah, on, 100%. cheating on each other. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, yeah. my God. That's I'm a very East Coast thing. Yeah, 100%, dude. Like, I just told my roommate the other day, I said, I just watched two, like, on Facebook, I saw two of my friends get married, and, like, their whole party is people that they, like, had history with. And yep. I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> like, I can't do this. Weird. Right? That's, I'm like, this is so weird. You've wild. all banged each other. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, is that not weird to you guys? <laughs> I'm like, it's not weird to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway uh, I've, been condi- I've been conditioned to feel that it's normal you know oh it is yeah yeah well yeah anymore in life i feel yeah. like even yeah. last night i was talking to my friends and they were like oh, i'm like oh all right yeah. <laughs> we're here, here we again. are we're gonna have to get into this marriage though we're gonna yeah. have to dissect it okay. so you're getting ready to go to fucking daytona yeah right we're going to daytona and he says um if you go and get your bike permit uh like let's buy a bike and go to daytona he already had a harley and i was like don't like you think i won't do this like let's go right fucking now and so like we went to the dmv i rode the or i read the motorcycle book as i was waiting in line for the test i took the test in like a minute and 20 seconds and i passed i was like fuck yeah let's go and we went over to the yamaha dealership because i was not um ready for a harley yet yeah i was very i'm a very tiny person harleys are heavy so then i went over and i got a little street bike because it was the closest thing that felt to my dirt bike and i was like cool so i got a little yamaha r3 and then we went out of daytona and um you rode it no, we trailered. Oh, down. I was gonna no. say, trailer- what nah, the fuck? fuck? No. We trailered that bitch down, and then we rode around Daytona, and then um, that's how I got that one. And then somebody came to me about, I don't know, I don't know how many years later that was, but somebody came to me, and they were like, "Hey, um, I want my truck painted." He's like, "I don't have that much money." He said, "But I have this Harley," and I said, "Done. Whatever you want. Let's <laughs> do I'm it." I'm waiting for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, literally. Me, I was dude. Like, Let's go. So, um, and it was. I mean, he, it was all custom. It was a janky. He was trying to combine like five different styles. So more power to him, but it was just not working. So um, when I got it, it was set up for like a six foot two dude, like fucking Forwards, all, yeah, apes. everything. Yeah. So fucking tall, like some window bar, like fucking dumbass shit. <laughs> and like the handlebars were so close together. And um, so like, I was like riding it for a long time. I rode it for like two years like that. And then, um. One of my friends was like, dude, this bike is set up all fucking wrong. And he, like, put new bars on it, put a, like, different front end on it. And, like, I thought I was just bad at turns. Like, I was like, nah, dude, no, it was, was the, the bike. bike. I was like, the bike just did not want to fucking turn. Was it a wide glide? Um, so, I don't know. It was all fucked up. Like, I'll, I'll have to show you a picture okay. of it. Okay. It's like, it was, <laughs> it was quite interesting. So, um, we called it the praying mantis because it looked like a praying mantis. It was quite funny. Why um, can I picture? Why can I picture it right now? Right, because it, it, once you say praying mantis, yeah. it looks like a fucking praying mantis. I, I, yeah. Fuck yeah, it was so like the headlight was relocated up real fucking high. It was so <laughs> dumb, dude. It was horrible. So then um, we changed that all and like we got it all in, under control. And then um, I rode nothing but my Harley. My mom ended up one. So I rode my Virago for a while because I got that thing running and um, I wrecked it one day because I was riding around on a bald front tire and I got caught in a rainstorm and it was all fucked up. Yeah. Everything. It was a perfect storm of events. And like, I was like, I slid out in this turn 
And as I was like going down, I was like, huh, this is exactly how I pictured wrecking a motorcycle. <laughs> like everything was so calm. I was like, this, and then I was like, oh, I'm sliding. This is happening. <laughs> yep. I was like, I'm sliding. Then I was like, I'm hearing my bike sliding. I was like, this is f- great. And so uh, I called my mom. I was like, mom, uh, don't panic. I was like, but I wrecked my bike. And I said, everything's fine. I rode it home. It's great. She said, yeah, okay. Okay. You know, I'm thinking about riding. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is not how I thought this conversation was going to go. And so then um, when so when I did get divorced, I was like, all I want is my cat and my bikes. That's it. And I said, you can take everything else. Like, we had a shop. You take what you want. Yeah, I was like, we, like, th- it was mostly my decision. I was like, so let me just, like, I'm out. Have whatever the fuck you want. Like, I just want my bikes and my, and my cat. And so... He gave me two of my bikes, and then I already had my cat with me. And then he would not give up the R3. He would not give it to me. And I was like, dude, like, just give me my fucking bike, man. Because both of our names are on it. And I was like, whatever. Like, I don't even care. My mom's petty ass. She was like, nope, I'm going to get that bitch right now. So she went Dang. and got it. And that's when she learned how to ride on. So then I was like, look, if you Is go- your mom your best friend? She wasn't until I was an adult. Oh. Actually, until- Mortal uh, enemies. So, yeah. So we're exactly alike. And then- I was so nervous to tell her that I was get, like I wanted a divorce because like I don't know like, you're it's from a, a small it's town. That's not acceptable. Yeah, no. Like I, my parents were in a long marriage. Like everyone gets married young and they just survive it. Like I thought it was a thing. My sister. So oh man. So <laughs> my sister. I have two older sisters. My sister. Like as soon as I like started to feel like some sort of way, I was like, whatever. Maybe this is a phase of marriage. You know. And then it was prolonged and I felt like that way for a really, really long time. And like, we tried a lot of things. We tried counseling, all of that. Cause I was very like open and honest with him. I was like, I'm just not happy. And so then I wanted to like tell my mom about it. And like, we went to the park or whatever. And I was like, yo, like I really need to talk to you. She's like, yeah, Samantha and Rudy are getting divorced. And I was like, fuck Samantha. I was like, why? Always come on. Yeah. Like, God damn hell? it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on. And like, they were having like major issues. Like he, he was like, I don't know, some major shit. So like my mom was like, yeah, like I'm happy they're getting a divorce. So I was like, fuck. And she like loved Ryan. So I was like, oh, well, shit, yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, maybe today's not the day. So then like a couple weeks later, I was like, Hey mom, what are you doing? Like, I like <laughs> went to her and she's like, man, She's like, your other sister, she's having some problems in her marriage. I was like, God damn it, Tanya. I was like, can you not? I was like, can somebody just let me have my time? So then finally, like, I came to my mom. I was like, mom, I'm just not happy, all of it. And um, she was, like, kind of, like, a lot more accepting of it. Oh, man, we're about to get deep. All right, so she was, like, a lot more accepting than I thought she was going to be. So um, she, like... I don't know. She still just stayed close with Ryan, which like her, she came to me. She said, look, he's family to me. Like, that's what marriage means to me. He's my always gonna, the same thing. He's always going to be my son-in-law. And I said, that's cool. I'm down with that. Like, I cannot blame you, whatever. Like, what? Like, that's cool. So then um, she, the divorce didn't start ugly. It started really calm. Like, it started like he understood and it was mutual. And then some shit, like he took all my stimulus checks because we filed for uh, taxes jointly the year before so then all my stimulus checks were going into his account so he was keeping them and so I was getting really pissed off because I was like yo I get it but it's my fucking money like come on yeah so um then I hit my mom up about it one day and I was like yo like Ryan's keeping all my money and that's when she kind of switched up she's like yo this is fuck like this is dumb like all this shit and then like there was some other shit that came out about the marriage that like later on obviously and she was like yo this is fucked like 
I'm happy for you. And I was like, thank God. And then when she was actually here for California was when I told her about how I struggled to tell her because I was like, man, I tried to tell you then Samantha. And then I tried to tell you then Tanya. And she started laughing. She's like, I would have never guessed. She's like, that's hell. And I was like, yeah, I know. It fucking sucked, dude. I love how she took your two sisters names and made your name though. Yeah, We okay. got Samantha actually, and Tanya and you're Shayna. So my name came from a Harley dealership. This is hey. a really cool story. Yep. So this is how I'm like destined to be where I'm at. So, um, my mom wanted to stop at two kids because she was good. She was like, I'm solid. My dad's like, I want a boy. Like I want a son <laughs> so bad. So I was in an accident and my mom was, well, they were driving down the road one day and the local Harley dealership, um, they just had a kid and her name's Shayna and they, she, it's Shayna Texter. She's a professional flat track racer now. And they were like, congratulations to like the owner or whatever. They just had their baby girl, Shayna. And my mom's like, if I ever have another girl, I'm going to name her Shayna. And so when she got pregnant with me, they said I was a boy. Uh, they, they got all boy stuff, all boy clothes, everything. And then she had me and I was a girl. And <laughs> I, was like, I came out missing yeah, some stuff. I was like, well, uh, sorry about your luck. <laughs> and uh, so then they named me Shayna. And then I ended up like such a tomboy growing up. Like I'm into all the dirt bikes and the trucks and like everything. So my, my dad says I'm a son he's never had. So Fucking I'm his rad. favorite. Have you ever met out. Shayna Texter? Yeah, actually. So the funny part about that is my sister, we grew up and uh, my sister ended up dating her brother for a little bit. Nice. Yeah. So then that, <laughs> and then that's even how I put together that she was even the Shayna that I was named after. Because surprisingly, like, I feel like there is a lot of people named Shayna on the West Coast, but not on the East Coast. Like, I never really met anybody else with the name Shayna over there. So when I met her, um, Tanya was like, yeah, I'm talking to Corey Texter or whatever. And I'm like outing all of their fucking. All their business. Yeah. Huh? I'm like, yeah, this is my sister's ex. Like all of this shit. And so, um. She's like, yeah, like his sister's name's Shayna. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then like my mom like told me the story and everything. And then she ended up being um, a professional flat track racer. And she's fucking dope. She's Fuck like yeah. in the X Games and shit. Both of them are actually. Oh, yeah. And then he, uh, Corey actually has a little son now named Cruz. And he's like into like some crazy shit. I guess he's really good at riding for being like not that old or something. So Fuck yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool little story. So, so there we were, you yeah. were in Daytona riding around. Yeah, that story. So then after that, that was pretty much it. And then, well, mom got a bike. So mom yeah. rides. Yeah. So she got, she got the R3. Um, she tried to ride. She's, she's not that. Wasn't into it. Yeah. Not that she's down like, for it. Yeah. So sounded like, fun, but it's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. She's like, it sounded a lot of fun, but she's yeah. like, then when she, she actually realized like how much commitment it she's like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. How much not. focus it takes. Yeah. So then she was like, um. She sent me a picture of it laying over in the yard one day. And oh, I was like, fuck. Mom. She's like, the neighbor's coming over to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Love I it. I was like, well, it's your bike. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. So how much older are your sisters than you? Um, my, The middle sister is, fuck, how old is she? She's four years older than me, and then my other sister is six years older than me. Oh, shit. So, um, You're the baby baby. Yeah, I'm the baby. Yeah. So am I. I'm the baby baby. I'm the oldest of four. Of but four. it only, so my family's different though. The middle child was the favorite. Tanya's, Tanya is, well, I'm dad's favorite, but Tanya's mom's favorite through and through. Like, no doubt about it. She yeah. won't admit it, but. Poor Samantha. Yeah. Well, even so, we always, my sister's husband is such an instigator and we're sitting at dinner one night. Is this Tanya's husband? Yep. Oh. And so we're sitting at dinner one night and he goes, hey, hey, Bill, which is my dad. He goes, if all three daughters of your, or all three of your daughters were drowning, which one would you save? <laughs> <laughs> and Samantha laughed and she's like, well, she's like, I'll be on my own. Dad's going to save Shayna and mom's going to save Tanya. So fuck me. Oh <laughs> my like, God. Well, that's kind of true. Sorry. Savage. And then even Samantha called me one day out of the blue and she was like, Shayna. And I said, what? 
And she said, who's mom's favorite? I said, Tanya. And I heard mom in the background start laughing. And Samantha's like, I told you. And she, my mom's like, she's not my favorite. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I, I would like to believe that I was the favorite. But if you don't know, then you definitely were. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. But my baby sister. So I, I have two brothers and a baby sister. And then I have an older sister through my dad's marriage. But my my mom passed in 17. Oh, I'm sorry. It happens. Um. But I was a firstborn, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I fucked up a lot then of you shit. You definitely were. The firstborn boy, 100% the favorite. Ugh. Ain't no doubt. <laughs> Look at him. He's, he's shaking yeah. his head. Was the last. <laughs> I was but the last she, boy. She loved all four of her kids. Let's get that fucking squared yeah. right away. They, um, all parents do. They're but I gave her grandkids like. and... Yeah, yeah no. see, that's like my sister. She's like, see, I don't blame her for being the favorite. Like, she was the 4.0 at school. She graduated, like, honors from college. Yeah. Like... She just is the perfect specimen of a daughter. Like, and uh, if you don't know, you're obviously the favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just wandering through life. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> literally, she's never had to get a job for herself. It's always been babysitting my mom's friends. Now she works with my mom at her work, and I'm like, it's cool, Tanya. Fuck. And then yeah, Tanya sits there and she's like, well, you should do this, and I'm like, yeah, Tanya. If I had somebody getting my jobs, that'd be great too. Yeah, like, I would love that <laughs> as well. <laughs> Fucking gnarly. I was a fuck up my whole life. All my brothers, they have kids, they're married, they got like jobs, careers, you know. I was always a fuck up. But you want to know something? I'm the only motherfucker that hasn't moved back in with mom and dad. No, no, for real. So both of my yeah, you're right. Both of my sisters have like four year college degrees and everything, like all this shit. I'm the only fucking one that's like out here on my own, fucking yeah. doing shit. Like yeah, yeah. I was I've man. My parents had no hope for me from the start. Though they yeah. like knew from the beginning. They're like this girl. They, I mean, they called me a wild child growing up. They're like, you are gonna, you're gonna give me. A heart I remember. Attack. I remember expectations being like way up here for for me. Or for all of us, right? And then it got to a point where, like, we just want you to be happy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, my sisters are always like, yo, if I did that, like, I'd get so grounded. Meanwhile, they're like, you got a D? Fuck yeah, you're not failing. Like, I'm <sighs> like, hell yeah, dude, that's Thank awesome. Shana came home without failing grades. <laughs> right. this, uh, I swear oh, we're so grateful. We're, we're going to so bake grateful. her a cake. <laughs> I got, like, kicked out of college, and I had to go back in. Like, I had to talk myself back into college. I was at a bonfire, and my mom called me, and she said, where are you? And I said, I'm at a bonfire. And she said, did you drive? And I, I was like, uh, um, yes. yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. And she's like, good, then you can drive your ass home. And I was like, fuck, why? And she was like, you got a letter from the school that says you got kicked out. I was like, oh, God. <sighs> See you in a bit, Mom. And I was like, I'll be there soon. Like, Somebody get me a fucking natty light <laughs> like, now. I like, I am going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Savage. So how would you meet? Is this a high school sweetheart that you married? No, actually, so we met, we worked together. We were both damage appraisers at oh. that auction. Yeah, so... um. We worked together for a couple years before we actually started dating. And then we started dating and we got married pretty quick. And, like, it was a great relationship. Like, it would have been um, – he's an airline pilot. So, like, I would have been set for life. I would have been great. Like, I wouldn't have been unhappy. And this is where I struggled leaving my marriage is, like, I wouldn't have been necessarily unhappy if I stayed. But I wouldn't have been – to my fullest potential happy. Like I'm not, like I strive to be, like I said earlier, like I strive to use my full potential in everything. And that's even being the happiest that I can be at every point that I can be. I get that it's life. You're going to have your ups and downs, all of that. But if I can stay the happiest I can through every like second that I can, then I'm going to take advantage of that. So like, I just, I started traveling a lot. I started going to, um, I think what did it for me was I traveled by myself for the first time to Phoenix for an art circus. And that was the first time ever that like, you had your I, own space, yeah, your own time. Yeah, 100%. And I was like, fuck, man. I kind of like being by myself more. 
And so then I was like, whatever, like, it's okay. You can, you can like that. So then I was like, I'll still go back. I'll still take my time for myself, whatever. But it just like got progressively worse. Like I just got progressively more and more unhappy. And so I was like, well, this, like, I'm not cool with this. Like there, there could be more to it. And like, there was a lot of other stressors that like, sure, if it was just that, like we probably could have worked through Like his family despised me, fucking hated me, dude. So, um, there was just so much other stuff that I was like, I feel like, the person that I'm supposed to be with, if there is a person that I'm supposed to be with, it wouldn't be this. Like, I feel like this just is not right for me. Like, I feel like there's more meant out there for me. And, but I felt really bad because like he did help a lot with like the beginning starts of my custom paint. And like, he built my first booth. He like helped me with my first shop. And like, I don't have a legit reason. It's not like, it's not like he like totally fucked me over like my sister or like totally did this or did something else. Like, and meanwhile, uh, my other sister is having problems that like, are very much so uh, a divorceable reason, but she's choosing to stay and like good for them. So then I felt even more like shit. Cause I'm like, here I am just like, Oh, I'm just kind of unhappy. And I like want to leave. We meanwhile, my sister's over there like, this is hell, but I made this commitment. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course the Brutal. perfect child. Yeah. Like, I, here we go. Literally being perfect again. <laughs> so then like I struggled for a long time. Cause I'm like, is this even a legit enough reason to leave a marriage? Cause I don't want to be another statistic, especially because I married so young people. Like, I mean, not as many people as, like looking back now I feel like should have told me hey you're kind of young yeah. um, there were still some people that are like bro are you sure this is what you want and my stubborn ass didn't want to give them the satisfaction of it yeah being like yeah no this isn't what I want and at the same time I feel like I there was a lot like just about relationships that I didn't know like that there's way more than love like uh, we had complete different ideas of what marriage even was so like of course that's never gonna we're, it's never gonna look the same to us so we never like him being my husband was not what I thought a husband should be where he thought it was. So it just, there was a lot that I learned, like even afterwards, looking back at it, like I took a year of being 100% by myself in Texas. I had no friends. I had nothing. I went to work and I went home to my own fucking apartment and that was it. And it was brutal. It was hell. Like I fucking, I sat with so much shit that I thought that I even like, I did it again recently when I came to California, I was going through some shit and I was like, I need to do it again. And I just like isolated myself. I like took some seconds and I was like, fuck dude, there is so much shit that I have never dealt with that is affecting me every fucking day that you never guess you would. Like, you're like, okay, yeah, that happened to me 10 years ago. And like, whatever, like I'm over it now, but you don't realize that you're still doing something every single fucking day. That's because from that. that event. Yep. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, fuck dude. There's a lot of shit that I got to unpack here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then it unraveled a whole thing. But then, like, and I and I struggled. Even recently, I have, like, I developed serious commitment issues from that because I never wanted to be in that situation again. I'm like, I never want to make the mistake of marrying the wrong person again or being in a relationship where I feel stuck. And then, like, I had to realize, like, I made that decision before I even knew who I was. Like, who I am today, I am so secure with who I am. I love who I am so much, and I am so proud of who I am that, like... She would have never made that decision five right. years ago. So, like, I can't sit here and, like, keep thinking and pe keep being scared of that decision that I'm about to make when I know myself so much better. I know what I want so much better. And I just know what's going to work for me so much better. So, it's it's been... So, the first time I got clean, I was 26. Okay. And I stayed clean for about three years. I think it was almost three years. And 
I stayed single the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was philandering around. Yeah, 100. Like, you, you date. Yeah. Philanderer. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, if somebody's going to take me on a date, I'm going to say no. Like, Come on. Really? I never met a chicken saying. basket I didn't <laughs> yeah, like. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> but there is so much growth in that period of time. Like, where you're at right now, fucking enjoy it. 100%. And, and keep doing One of doing my best friends is going through it right now. She's going through the beginning of it that it's hell. Oof. And, like, I told, I sat her down the other night, and, like, because we went at it about some shit, and I sat her down, and I said... I understand that it's miserable. I get it. I said, but, and I hate to be this person. I said, but it's going to get worse. I said, right now you're in the beginning stages of it. You're in the stage like, okay, something's not right. I need to fucking fix it. And I need to find what it is. Finding what it is and fixing it is going to be the biggest hell you've ever been through in your fucking life, especially because you're now looking in at yourself. It's easy to sit here and say like, oh yeah, she's going through that shit. She needs to do this. She needs to do this or he needs to do that. Like it's easy to do that. But to sit here and like realize that you've been self-sabotaging yourself and others around you without even realizing it is a hard fucking thing to like. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it's a lot of people don't. A lot of people would rather live out their entire lives avoiding that fact and they'll never reach their full potential because of it. Yep. It's true. So- Pull that fucking mic up, you degenerate. <laughs> I got three Zin pouches in my mouth right now. Whoa. That's <laughs> active. Yeah. Active. He that says. is active. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> the beginning of a breakup sucks. Yeah. It's fucking not it's not easy. But if you suffer through and come out the other side a better person instead of being like, oh, like so, even so many break up with yourself, like just true. like with who like you were, like the person that I was even in Texas versus the person that I'm like now in California is like so different of people. It's wild. And like, it's like to go through that change is fucking heartbreaking. It sucks. You lose a lot of people. You lose a lot of shit about yourself. Like there's some stuff that I wish that I still was like certain ways, but is what it is. Like, I think a lot of people are terrified to be alone. Oh my god, yeah. But it is terrifying. It sucks. I it's loved like, it. You so I I love being first, in a relationship now. Let me fucking say yeah, that right? in case you right. listen. You better backtrack. Right? <laughs> so like I struggled for a long time because I get a lot of happiness from bringing other people happiness. So that's my main thing in a relationship. Like I love bringing my dude happiness. That's where I get my satisfaction out of a relationship. So like when I was like single, like when I first started that whole journey, I was like I didn't know how to treat myself like that. So I was like, how, like now what? I have nobody to make happy. But then I was like, Shana, you can make your fucking self happy. Like, yeah, so number then one. Ding, like, ding, ding. Yeah, so then I was like, okay. So then the simplest thing that I did that changed my life was whenever I was feeling a sort of way or bored or like anything but happy, I'd sit there and I'd be like, if you could do anything in the world right now that would make you feel better, what would it be? And then I just went and did it. And that was a big reason why I lived my life the way that I did, that I didn't want anybody to tell me I had to be somewhere at a certain time. Because if it's going to make me happy to go travel across country right fucking now, I'm going to do it. And nobody's going to fucking stop me because, like, that's what's going to help me. So, and then once I started doing that, it just kind of, I realized, like, I make myself so happy. (laughs) And and then you love being alone. And then I got to the point that I was like, I love being alone so much that I feared that bringing somebody else in in would change everything. You you ain't fucking up my happiness. Uh, And then I I met, like, this really good dude. And I I ran at first because I was like, you ain't fucking me up. Like, I'm happy. Nice try, pal. No, I am happy how I am. And then I was like, fuck, maybe... Maybe give him a shot. Yeah, I was like, maybe. <laughs> He's not I, so bad. I, I, like him. I was like, I think I have commitment issues. <laughs> he was like, I think you do too. Yeah, <laughs> you like, definitely do. I went, to, I went to one of my friends. I was like, yo. I was like, I sat down one day. And she's like, what's up? And I was like, ah. I th- like, this is when I like, one of those moments that you like finally admit something to yourself. I was like, I think I figured it out. She's like, what? 
I was like, I got commission, commitment issues. She's like, you're just now figuring that out. And I was like, am I this late to the party? <laughs> yeah, I was welcome. Like, literally. And then I like called We've one of my other friends. For yeah, you. <laughs> literally. One of my other friends was the same way. He was like, well, I'm, I'm proud of you for finally facing it. I was like, how long has it been? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> We've been taking the over-unders on you for like <laughs> right? uh, a year but now. But then like it made me so thankful because I'm like, fuck, these people are like truly who accept me for who I am. That they're like, this girl's a hot mess, but she'll work herself through it. Like, yeah. She, she, she's, she's coming. pretty self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah, she'll get there. So Fucking suck. Solid. So what was the first paint job? Do you still have a photo of it? First paint job was, um, so the first thing I ever painted, the way that we kind of learned is that we were given a fender, a front fender, and we had to cut it in half, weld it back together, fix it and make it look like it was never cut in half. And then we painted whatever we wanted on it. And I actually did this weird custom job. I don't think that I still have a picture of that. But the first vehicle that I painted um, was, the yeah, it was my 95 F-150. First bike? First bike was... Um, the weirdo... The weirdo bike, right? That he had five designs. No, no, it oh, was. That guy um, wanted his truck painted. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He wanted his truck painted. Um, no, the first bike was actually a friend of mine. Uh, he came to me and he was like, "Yo, I have this bike. I want it painted." And he just wanted it green. And it was like I did this green with like this gold flake, and it actually ended up really fucking cool. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know what flake was at that point. I put it in the fucking clear. Yeah. And uh, but it turned out really fucking cool. I was like, bet. And that was the first bike I ever painted. The first bike that I really really custom painted I did um I did a little tank like a little sportster tank that was lace and like had a fan pattern and stuff and then um my true custom career started I did a, a I started doing a lot of skulls on bikes I did some bikes that had such gnarly like there was I think the most I ever did was like 78 skulls on one bike it Holy was fuck. fucking insane it was dope though it was a grim reaper bike and like um, it had time like hourglasses all over it and stuff and like all these different skulls and like this these huge blade thing and then on the back of it I was so proud of this one on the back of it it was like the actual Grim Reaper and he was holding up an hourglass but I made it look like the hourglass broke and all the sand was pouring out of it it was so it was one of my favorite jobs to this day um, and then that kind of started off I did a lot of freehand work for a while and then I did um I started doing a lot of flames. It wasn't like my gold leafing and tape designs wasn't until I really moved to California. Yeah. Wow. And it, like a year before that kind of, I started doing some stuff. But yeah. when I did the Impala in July, it really fucking took off. Fuck yeah. yeah. The Impala and that orange Dinah. And that's when people are like, dude, if I let this girl do whatever she wants, she comes up with some cool shit. Yeah. Like, I was going to yeah. say, you've had some exceptional growth in like the last six months, yeah, right? Because like people have find like people just give me colors now and I just do whatever I want. I've learned that I struggle a lot when people... I like I so this is uh it took me a long time to get a system down that works for me that I produce my best work and it's hard sometimes because uh, there are customers who won't respect that process and who think that you're just fucking them over because you go by a certain process and just because they think that that process isn't how it goes usually people who come from a corporate process <laughs> they think that it's like completely different but I have constructed this certain way of doing things that makes like that I bring out the best work every single time and I think that's why I love California so much is because the people out here give me the ability to be able to do that on every single job like I have and like people talk shit about Californians all the time let me tell you I have never met more nicer people out here sure there's people that like are dicks but there is people that have fucked me over in every single state that I've been in so like I think it's just people in general you're gonna yeah talk people about suck people yeah but like the people in California are so like open to creativity and open to the art aspect of sides that they're like, fuck, like they are the, 
sole people who understand I can't do this, but if I let you run with it, you're going to come up with something way better than I can even envision. Yep. And that's what I love about it. Cause they're like, I can't envision it, but I trust you completely. And like, I, I can't envision it either. I don't know what my paint jobs are going to look like. Like I start with colors and I'm like, I like these colors together. And I start with the one that I like the most and I spray that one. And then I start taping and I'm like, who knows what the fuck this is going to look like. I'm like nice. This is great. So that's why I love even coming out here because so many people in like Texas and on the East coast, they were like, well, can you come up with a rendering? Can you tell me what it's going to look like? And I'm like, I don't even know what it's going to look like, dude. Like I can't, even if I sketch it out for you, I'm going to come up with 10 other fucking better ideas in the meantime that it's going to look nothing like that anyway. So no, I cannot. (laughs) And plus like the effects that I can do with paint, I can't sketch that shit. I can't tell, I can't explain to you this pearl and how it's going to change our colors in this light. And it's going to make this part look way fucking cooler. And this is going to have a different type of shading. And like this gold leaf is going to look spun. Like, I can't tell you, I can't sketch that for you. Like, and I'm not going to sit here and go get a degree in fucking art graphic design just to be able to do it on a computer. So, so you can, yeah. Yeah. So you can feel better about it. Like, do you trust me or not? Right. I I, I tell people all the time. I said, if you want it that way, I said, go get it wrapped, go have somebody wrap it. Cause they can design it for you. They can make it look exactly what you want. And it's probably going to be a lot cheaper than when you, you want to pay anyway. Fuck vinyl. Yo, for real. Fuck it though. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. That's why I am. I don't take on very many commissions. Very rarely. Do I take on commission? You started it right, dude. Because I started this with taking, like, I did customer work from the start. And my goal always, I said, one day I want to get to the point that I just paint sets and sell them. Yeah. Like, that's what always what I wanted to do. So the fact that you started out like that. Also, yeah. shout out to you for bringing me a cupcake. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I totally forgot about that part. Yeah. My happy birthday. And that's a fucking big cupcake. That's but dope. It started out with, like, all fear. I'm still terrified to touch customers' bikes, right? Like, everybody tells me. Where, Why? I don't know. I don't know, but everybody tells me that my work is amazing, which is cool, and I appreciate that, but somewhere in my mind, it still tells me that I'm not good enough If yet. I were to tell you that you will always feel that way, what would you do? Uh, I don't know. Probably still feel that same way. <laughs> 100%. So here's the thing. I, I, I'm the same way. I don't, like, there. every time that I put out something, I'm like, fuck, that could have been better. Like, I every can time. Do, I can do better next time. I 100% can do better next time. Like, I'm like, fuck, why did I even clear that? Like, I should have fucking just wiped that off and redid it. Every single fucking time. And I always fantasized about when I get to this point in my career that I'm confident in everything that I do, that I yeah. love it. Until I became really good friends with Darren Wenzel, yeah. who is the most phenomenal painter I have ever seen in my life. That man can do anything. He can do graphics. He can do flames. He can freehand photorealism. He can do fucking anything, dude. He worked for Jesse James for fucking years. Like, he is the GOAT, dude. I will, like, stand by it. And he hates everything that he does like he did this amazing fucking tiki thing one time and i I was mind blown by it i was like yo like how did you and he did it all like by brush with like one shots i'm like how and like the way he blended his paints i'm like how in the fuck like i i strive to pick stuff out of other painters work because i'm like fuck like we all do it so i'm like yeah i'm like fuck it makes me feel better because i'm like if you have fuck ups out there then shit like i do too all right cool cool cool. like we're all good so then like i try to find fuck ups in his work i cannot i cannot do it and like he still comes up and he's like it looks like shit and i'm like you are on drugs because this is great like what the (laughs) fuck dude stop giving this man math literally i'm like what the hell are you looking at and then after that i was like i have no hope i said i literally i will never like anything that i do and then i noticed it more and more especially when i do come to california because like there is shit like again as much as i love the work that i have been putting out everything could have been way fucking better but i just like the way other people like like fathom about it and just like go crazy over it i'm like what the fuck like 
maybe my work is really that good then. Like, I'm like, if you guys love it this much, if you guys are really like fucking freaking out about it this much, then like, you guys are obviously seeing something that I don't. It, it must <laughs> so, be okay. Yeah. And then the best part always is, is when you do something that you think is great and you post it and everybody thinks it's shit and then you do something that you think is the shittiest work you've ever put out and people think it's like iconic. And yeah. I'm like, no. I dude. fucking hate that. I, I have that with pissed, t-shirts. Yep, I'll come up with this design and yep. I fucking put all this thought into it and it's got fucking <laughs> yeah. character and like it sells. It has a whole meaning behind it. It does. All of it, yep. Three shirts. Yeah. And I'm like, that happened to me when we first kicked it Stop off. Stop sign. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> He's like, it's still traumatic. It still is. So I I grew up in the hardcore scene. Okay. And like, you know how like hardcore bands have a photo and then they have some fucking edgy saying? Yep. Well, I fucking did that. <laughs> I fucking hopped up and I wrote on a stop sign. It said stop. And I said, make, I wrote making excuses. And then on the shirt, it said, I haven't come this far to give up now. Yeah. And it was hard as fuck. <laughs> it was cool. And we fucking, so the three of us each came out with our own design. Yeah. Rafa went first, crushed it. Dustin came out and fucking blew it out of the water. And it was like a tattoo he had. It was it said like cheating death and it had the Grim Reaper. And I gave okay. him a ration of shit about this. And I'm on You're my like, way. This is gonna be shit. Yeah. I'm on my way out to Arizona to see my kids and we dropped it and went live and like Shopify will go ding, ding, ding yeah. when you're getting sales. There was like four dings. I was heartbroken and Dustin will never, <laughs> ever let me live that down. Yep. And now, and now motherfuckers will be like, dude, when are you releasing the fucking yep. stop shine shirt again? All I'm like, sudden. never. I thought, yeah, I thought about it. I was just about to ask you if you would re like re-release it. Now. I might, I might. Like, We're going to do it. You said never. Well, I need I it. Well, this is also what happened with it. Like the photo was supposed to be big as fuck yeah. and it wasn't. Oh. And then the text was supposed to be fucking big as fuck and it wasn't. So uh, we're doing a hoodie pre-order for the winter, and we're gonna do like special colors. Dope. So I'm gonna pre-order one of them for sure. No I brought doubt. you some. I brought you some gear. No way. Yeah, that's sick. You wear a small. Oh no, I wear an extra large. <laughs> I mean, that's also I didn't. I, I like it baggy. You know? Yeah, baggy I mean, shirts. this is a large men's shirt. And I, 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 I actually brought you another actually. shirt that I made that it did all right, but it was one that I put a lot of thought into. Yeah, that's dope. I will love it and cherish it forever. You're the best. I try. Holy shit! I forgot where we were going with this. Anyway, I got I got all I resentful. We, we have started ten different like I'm cool topics with and like going yeah. off and on every. Single Generally, time. we do a timeline because it's like yeah. So I was 13 and I smoked some weed, and then next thing I knew, I had a rig in my arm. <laughs> this good. isn't one of those stories. Good times. Oh yeah. that's so wild. <laughs> Still, one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life is this motherfucker talking about needles. He's like that motherfucker looked like a lightning bolt, and I still hit the vein. <laughs> Look, so if you've ever shot heroin ever, you know that you're a dope fiend, right? And you'll use the same rig forever as long as it still works and it'll be bent like a motherfucking fish, fish hook and you will not care you will <laughs> you still will not care you will still try and hit a vein with it that's i will that's say I though say. like i appreciate how open you guys are about this let me tell you when i so uh pennsylvania east coast has horrible drug problems you have nothing else to yeah. do so um it's horrible but nobody talks about it like everyone is it's a very judgmental hush, thing. Hush, yeah and yeah you keep it behind closed yep, doors yep. yeah if you're going through it you go to rehab you do not tell anybody nobody knows about that and you just you keep it to yourself you yep. will not know who's in recovery none of that out here you guys are all so open about it and yep. i think it's fucking amazing like i think it's so so because even so i came out here and i like i felt weird talking about some stuff with people who i knew were in recovery and yeah. like even so, I'm like, I'm a big pothead, and like, one of my friends is in recovery, and I was smoking in my truck the other day, and he came up to my window, and I was like, I'm, sm I'm smoking weed. He's like, I don't care. And yeah. I was like, it's, I'm sorry. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I freaked out. I felt so bad. And I, he was like, Shayna, it's fine. And then I was like, oh my God, we're okay. And then like, it's just so like different for me, even yeah. that like, I'm like, but I, I think it's awesome because like, even somebody who hasn't experienced, I don't know that much about it. And like, I can't, 
I just can't go ask somebody that like on the street on the yeah. East Coast. But here, you guys are open up about it that I can learn more about it. That 100%. like I can help somebody else. That even though I'm not going through it, I can still be better for somebody else who is. Hundred percent. So I just think that's really cool. So Thank I had you. I had a guy message me this morning, and I'm pretty open about it on my page sometimes. Yeah, like I, I that's how I yeah. I don't try and hide it, and because uh, that page that page has the biggest following that I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if it's going to reach anybody, it's going to reach somebody else. 100%. That's what I, so that's what I tell people about like followings and stuff too, is what I like to use my following for is more than just promoting my own work. Like right. I like to reach people with stuff and like have it be something more meaningful than just sharing my artwork right. with this many people. So this dude had reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about, he's trying to fucking stop drinking. Like he can't stop fucking drinking. And he, he had a couple of days sober and he's like, I just, I'm miserable. I'm depressed. I don't really want to be alive. You know what I mean? And I just gave him a couple of tools like, and I can only give you what worked for me. You know what I mean? And it was like meditation and journaling and fucking working out every day. Like you have to stay busy. You have to do all these things and you have to start treating your fucking mind right. Cause you've been treating your mind like shit mm-hmm. for years. And he just messaged me today and he's like, yo, I've been doing all those things. And you know, I still have rough days, but like, it's nothing like it was when I talked to you. And he said, I just want to tell you, thank you. Damn, right? that's, that's wild. That is why I'm so open about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. If I can like, reach one person yeah. and affect his life, I did what I needed. It to was do. Just, there was uh, a whole stigma about depression and mental health for a long time too, about not coming out about that. And yeah. I, I talked about it for a long time because I struggle with it too. And like, there was so many people, same thing. That yeah. and like people that I have lifelong friendships now that reach out to me, and they're like, I'm so happy that you have said something about it because like I would have, I like I. That's what helped me get through it. And right. like, that's I didn't think it amazing. existed. For the longest right? time, I was like, what are you fucking crying about? Right? I, I had it, and I didn't, like, I was diagnosed at 14, and I didn't understand it until 21. Like, and I was even going through stuff, and I was like, you're just, like, whatever. Like, I, and I, at the time, I had, like, a dude in my life who was like, it's all in your mind. Like, it's it's just your mindset. It's Suck your it mindset. Up. Literally. So Bootstraps. Like, so maybe it is my mindset. Like, maybe I do just have a weak mind. Until, like, I, like, I realized, especially recently, I've made, like, I love my life. I love myself. I love where I live. There's not a single thing about what is going on right now that I don't love. And there are still some days that I'm like, fuck, this world would be a better place without me. 100%. And then that's when I'm like, this is an actual like condition. It's not just a mindset. And that's when I'm like, fuck man, Hundred percent. it gets like that. Sometimes. I specifically remember my last, so I, I was clean at one point and then I relapsed. I, life was good. And then I just started getting fucking high again, but I had met, my I hear that partner. a lot though about like when people like get good and like things are going good that they do relapse. Yeah, yeah. you think you got this? Yeah, I had a fucking six figure gig at a car dealership. Damn. I was booking these trips and I I went to Hong Kong and Bali and on the flight over I got drunk. Oh damn! Yeah, you landed. Know ha- you know what happens is, is we forget where the fuck we came from. Yeah, yep. oh one hundred percent. Same thing with we anything in life. We though. start to think that we're normal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're normal. Like. We haven't dr- we haven't drank we haven't done drugs our life is great like I can probably have a drink and be fine yeah you know what I mean but like I'll get a six pack at seven thirty in the morning and then I black out and end up in Vegas fucking shooting heroin and smoking meth again yeah. you know what I mean forty eight hours later so it's like okay it's you, a quick spiral when you it can't. does start yeah you can't drink like a gentleman so yeah you know, but I had to learn that for myself you had to learn that for yourself oh yeah and that's one of those things that we were talking about earlier that you have to be vulnerable with yourself and really like check yourself like hey you're fucking up here like yeah. and yep. it sucks to admit to yourself that you're fucking up accountability like, yeah to be disappointed in yourself is the worst <sighs> fucking feeling yeah that's that's my number one thing is like uh i i remember getting fired from a car dealership before i got clean the first time he's like you know what the my fucking gm at the time he's like you know what's fucking the most annoying thing about you graph he's like there's many things but the one thing that's annoying about you <laughs> what a great way to start this <laughs> you have all the potential in the world and you're just fucking wasted talent 
And that stuck with yo, me. There, that fucking yep. cut me deep. I went home and drank about that. Yep. For there sure. There are some like words that still stick with me to this day that even on my worst days, they echo in my head. And I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. It's wild. But to anxiety and depression, I remember. So I had Bethany, my partner, my lady, my ride or die. Uh, she rode Go through. Bethany. Yeah. She rode through me for the last four months of this relapse. Mm-hmm. Like fucking through the thick of it. Yeah. And I remember sitting on my fucking bed and she was right next to me. And I'm like, fuck feel like my fucking chest is caving in like she's like what's wrong i'm like i can't fucking move right now like i'm just not hold on she's like what's going on i was like i'm just so tense and tight and like i don't want to fucking move and she's like you're having a fucking anxiety attack right now dude like i thought i was gonna fucking die in this moment and i I was like i feel like this all the time yeah and she's like you have some (laughs) fucking mental health issues i was like i figured but this is new yeah this is it sucked yep. so bad to realize that. And then like I had to like go through and like I I made a, I made amends to people without telling them that yeah. I was making amends. Oh, like right? I'm so sorry for talking so much shit about you for being so fucking open about your mental health right? issues. Yeah. Right. And even like when I like I get on myself about opening like up about it. Like I'll post something or something and I'm like Fuck, Shana, nobody wants to be seeing that. Nobody wants to get on fucking Facebook or Instagram and be seeing this negative shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I like question if I should go delete it. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <sighs> Let it, it ride. Yeah, I'm like, maybe it'll help somebody. Yeah. Like, shit. Somebody's going to see it. Dude, I had four years clean and I was working for myself, you know, painting bumpers or whatever. And I had my own place and I didn't want to fucking be alive. I didn't. And I got the whole time I'd been clean. I didn't need meds. I didn't need anything. You know what I mean? But. Like, here's this life that I, like, worked really hard and I never had had before. I never had anything. I never had an apartment. I never had a car. Like, I didn't have anything, you know? I had a Harley. And I just couldn't function. I didn't want to be alive. I didn't want to do anything. And I was like, okay, you need to do something about this. Because, like, you're you're at a point where you're, like, willing to just give up everything mm-hmm. that you oh, worked my God, for, yeah. you know? That's when you know, like, you know it's getting bad. Like, when you're sitting there willing, like... There was a, just recently I went through it, like last fucking week. I'm just now coming out of it. Today was the first day on the way down here. I was like smiling and I'm like, today was the first day that it's I'm gonna like, It's going to be fuck. a good day. Yeah. I'm like, damn. And like, this was the first time that I, cause I can tell when I'm like about to spiral, like I can feel it. I'm like, okay. Then I start to do stuff to prevent it. Cause I'm like, let me, let me take a day off. Let me go do some shit that I like to do all of this stuff. But I started to spiral recently and like I did all my stuff, but then some shit happened in my life that was out of my control that I was just like, fuck it. And I just like everything spiraled. And it was wild to me because like when there was times in my life that I was so like suicidal that just living in California is what kept me alive. I'm like the fact that I can live in this amazing place, like I'm cool with that. But then like I like I said, I just I created my life to be everything I ever wanted to wanted it to be. And I still have these moments that I'm like, fuck. Yeah. In slumps that I'm like, I just, and it's not even that like, I don't want to be alive. It's just that I feel like there are times in my life that I genuinely feel like the world would be an easier place without me. Maybe not a better place, but an easier place. Yeah. And that's where I struggle. And like, so then when like shit goes wrong in my life, especially with other people, it like confirms those feelings. And then it's really hard for me to like, be like, Shana, get out of your own fucking head here. Like, 100%. it's okay. It's just part of life. Like, it is what it is. Like, I like to set things on fire and walk away. Yeah. Dumpster yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of doing that. Yeah. And I'm really good at it. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I like, I, yep. I feel that too. So it's like a wave. It's like an emotional wave. Oh, right? for we sure. We ride it. We ride it. We're on that high for a while, for a while. But when it fucking crashes, it crashes fucking hard. Hard, right? dude. And then like, especially when it comes to like, 
All right. So especially when it comes to like customer shit. Yeah. So back in, there's been two times in my career that I've had some serious shit posted about me and like it blew up and my reputation has been ruined because of it. And like, there are people to this day, there are people that see that I'm on this podcast and they'll message you and they'll be like, yo, that girl did this. And like, it didn't happen that way, but just because somebody posted about it and they posted it at the right time with the right other people supporting it, it blew the fuck up. And I have never been so suicidal than when shit like that happens because here I am somebody who puts my entire heart and soul into every single thing I do like if I cannot paint like I had COVID recently and I couldn't paint and I couldn't ride and I went wild I fucking lost my mind so if I cannot paint and like I love this so much and I'm so willing to give up everything for this I've given up family time I've given up family major events I've given up fucking literally everything to get you your shit to do whatever and then you want to sit here and you want to fucking ruin my life like this because of whatever reason you feel. But I'm like, I literally did everything that I could for you. And now like, you don't understand what this just put me into. Like I was, I was ready to 100% die. I was like, this is dumb. If I can't be a good painter and if I can't have like the name that I want to have of being like this, like integrity driven person and just like this good person in this industry, then what the fuck am I doing? Especially when you are this good person. Like I know I'm a good person because I fucking go out of my way for people all the fucking time that I get no benefit out of because that is, I enjoy helping other people. The fact that it's going to bring joy to you, that's the only reason that I do it. So that point alone, I, I'm good. You know what I mean? Well, what happened? So give you a chance (laughs) to defend your fucking defend your honor dog. Then like, so what happened was, uh, the first time it happened was the guy with the sportster. Um, he came to me and he said, Hey, um, I have this truck. I painted his bike and his truck for a sportster and 1500 bucks. So I got fucked over on the deal. Big time. Oh yeah. So, um, he came to me about six months later and, uh, he was like, I had a full-time job at the time and he was like, yo, like I'm really not, his truck could have been buffed 100%. But again, I got fucked over on this deal. Right. And it was fully custom patinaed. Like it was like this dope black and blue, like, um, faux Tina job. And, um, he goes, I really like, I could really like, just made me feel like shit. And he was like, but I like, I really want this helmet payment painted. Do you think you could do it for me? And I said, sure. Like, why not? And so, um, I did it for him and like, it took me a long time to do it because, one, I'm not getting paid for it, so I'm going to do it around my full-time job. Hell Two, yeah. um, Texas had a colossal freeze. We had, like, seven inches of snow. Shut down the whole state for a fucking month, dude. Nobody was doing anything. And, like, it shut out, like, our whole electrical system for at least two weeks. Like, it was fucking wild. It was all over the news. So then when we got back to work, I was like, I'm super slammed with paid work now because I was still getting paid flat rate, so I still didn't get paid any of this. So I had it for a very long time. I had it for about six months. And so Sturgis comes around. And he said, hey, can you, um, this was just last year. And he said, hey, can you ship it out before Sturgis? And I said, I will try my best. Like, I will do everything. It's not finished yet. He knows this. I said, it has a few touch-ups, but it needs cleared. He has pictures of it. He knows exactly what it looks like. There's a dope fucking airbrush thing of this girl licking a skull on the back. Like, it's fucking sick, dude. And he knows all of that. And so I was like, I'll try my best. Like, uh, that's it, but I'll try my best. And so then I, like, posted that I was on my way to Sturgis, and he messaged me, and he knows very, he was a good friend of mine, and he knows very well that um, the mental stuff that I was going through. Like, I I was very open about it. Like, just like, hey, today's not a good day for me to work on stuff, so I'm not working on stuff. I'm not a fucking machine. So um, 
he hit me up and he said, did you ship my helmet out? And I said, no, I like didn't get to it. I'll get to it as soon as I get back. And he said, the next time that you feel like killing yourself, do the world a favor and go do it. And I was like, wow, fuck you for that. Like, and thank God I was in a strong enough point at that point, like that I didn't let that affect me. And I was like, fuck you, man. So then wow, what I'm, a fucking prick. Right? So then I'm in Sturgis, which I thought that was it. And I was like, whatever. So then I'm in Sturgis and then I wake up one morning and everyone's sending me this this post but it keeps saying post unavailable and I was like whatever it's just a private account maybe somebody got like caught a picture of me riding or something so eventually after like the 50th message I was like yo what the fuck is this somebody screenshot it and sent it to me because I can't see so it so he blocked you and then posted no it gets shit. better so um a major page um I won't throw out any names but a major parts page um I guess he had posted about it on his own page and it wasn't getting the reaction that he wanted. I guess people weren't pissed off about it. Now he was posting screenshots of our conversation, but he was scribbling out places where he was telling me to kill myself, scribbling out other places where he was hitting on me, telling me that he was glad that I was getting a divorce so that he had his chance. Um, all oh, that yeah. bullshit. So he was scribbling out all that. So what got me about this is these people weren't questioning like what was being said in that, but whatever. People just love somebody to blame. So Oof. he didn't get the reaction on his own page. So then he messaged this major parts page. This major parts page blocked me first and then made a post. Posted a picture of me, like not even any of my work, and said that I was a scammer. I steal people's stuff. Um, I paint or I stole a helmet and... Um, or so, I don't know, something like that. Oh, I took money for a helmet that I never gave. And I said, I would have had to get paid for this helmet for it to be scammed, first of all, which I was never paid for. So... I just let it go. I don't get involved in social media shit because, like, it's just dumb to me. Like, it's fucking dumb. But enough people went on there, thank God. Like, enough of my old customers and stuff, like, went on there and they were like, yo, no, like, I have work from her. Like, this is dumb. And it got, within two hours, there was so many comments on that post that that dude, like, eventually took it down. I mean, he kept me blocked until I got my new Instagram account. And now he's not blocked anymore. But Or no, I'm not blocked anymore. But uh, Hold on. I'm going to. Uh, what do you got going on over there? Is it important? Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. That's exactly. Exactly. And he saw me at a swap meet and I looked at him square in his face and he would not say a word to me. And I said, you got a lot of shit to talk online, but you won't fucking say a word. I didn't say this because I'm not, I'm not that ballsy. <laughs> I'm, I'm 90 pounds. I am. See, here's the problem. I am that ballsy to say something, but then I'm, I do not have the weight to back it up. Right. So I'm like, fuck Shana. Don't get yourself in trouble. Didn't here. say anything yeah. to you? No, he did not say anything to me. And he's like talking like, and this is when I was dating somebody at the time. He's like talking to my dude, trying to like be cool with him. And he like my dude at the time, he's a piece of shit too. But <laughs> he's the one that came up and he was like, you know, you're a bitch for posting this. Like, this is dumb. This is bitch shit. This isn't, this is a fucking like parts page. This is, nobody wants to fucking see this. It's funny because anybody who's listening to this is going to know who it is because everyone fucking saw it. So then that whole thing happened. It blew over. I'm still a scammer, whatever. Everything's fine. Well then about once a year, some shit major happens like that. So then this year, um, I had a tank that was half matte and half black. She came to me at her. So her and her husband were both messaging me about it, which I'm not always a huge fan of because um, now I have to communicate with two different people and like you two should be on the same page, and, but whatever. So they're both texting me about it. And like, I have this tank. Um, I'm not a schedule person. Okay. At all. Like I will do my best to like accommodate your schedule, but like sometimes shit just doesn't work through. So I was supposed to drop this tank off to her. I was a week outside of my quoted time, which she wasn't unhappy about, which is fucking great for a painter, I will say. You're lucky I even gave you a quoted time because half the time I don't even do that. So she um, 
was unhappy about that. And I told her, I said, I'll, per she was in Houston and I was in Austin. I said, I'll personally deliver this tank to you because of that. Number one, number two, it's a half mat tank. I don't want to ship it and I don't want it to get fucked up because you cannot fix you can't it. Fucking do anything. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I painted this tank. I sent her a picture of it when it was all gloss. And I said, all I have to do is make the black parts matte. She said, bet. Sent it to her when it was done. It's half matte, half gloss. So she goes, I don't want you to bring it down to me. I'm going to have my friend come and pick it up. And I said, okay, no worries. And I said, even so, I'm still going to... She didn't pay fully for the tank. She only paid half down. So I said, even so, I'm going to need... The money. The money before this tank leaves my shop. And she's like, that's fine. Um, she'll send me a picture of it when she gets up there, and then I'll send you the money. So the girl comes. She's super nice. She's taking pictures of the tank, and I'm talking to her and stuff. This is where I fucked up. I was like, cool. I trust you. Like, you are like you seem like a good person. Like, it is my fault that I'm, an out, like, a week outside of it. This is where my fucking empathy gets me because I'm, like, I'm blaming myself now at this point. I'm like, you're right. It's my fuck up. Like, take the tank. So she took it, and, like, eight hours later, I'm still not paid. So four-hour drive, you should definitely have your tank by now. So I texted her, and I said, hey, like, can you send over the rest of that money? And she had her husband call me, and her husband said, this is nothing of what I, like, what we wanted, blah, 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 all this other stuff. So I was like, sweet, this is when my last Instagram got deleted by Instagram, because they thought I was a robot. <laughs> and so then I had to get a new Instagram. So I told all the original messages were on my old Instagram. So I told her, I said, I don't have anything of what you originally messaged me. And her husband was like, well, we do. We have the original messages. And I said, fucking great. I said, screenshot that, send it to me. And whatever I fucked up, I'm more than willing to fix. Like, I'm cool with it. And by this point, I already announced that I was moving to California. And um, not for like a month yet, though. And I was like, whatever I fucked up, I'll fix. And he's like, well, we just don't trust you to fix it. And I was like, okay. I said, so if you, it's not what you wanted. I'm still owed half for this tank. What do you want to do from here? Like, what would solve this for you? And he said, well, let's just call it even. And I said, okay, bet, whatever. Like, at this point in my life, I was already going through some traumatic shit, like, personal shit that I was like, I don't need this. Like, whatever. Whatever, I'm moving yeah, on. Whatever you want. Like, um, cool. And so then I get, on, um, I get on Instagram a few days later to, again, the same fucking situation. Uh, another fucking different page is posting about me. Fucking she's posting about me, all this other shit, because she took it to a different painter. And now I sent her the picture of this tank in primer i know i sent her the picture of it in primer she's claiming i never primed it she's claiming like this paint is just falling off which like in the picture of what her new painter sent her you can see what he's scraping it off with which you do that whenever you get like i have no problem with that whenever i get any any custom work from another painter it's stripping down i'm stripping that bitch down yeah, it's all coming off yeah it doesn't matter if it's the best paint job in the world i don't know what fucking products you use and right. if i start sanding that and put my products over it it may not fucking work and it's going to cause a fiasco so i just strip everything down so he's going to do that of course I have no problem with that but like that's what you do so she like sent it like she posted about it said all this shit and like left out the part that she didn't pay fully for the tank and all this other stuff and so um she was like she wanted like her money back or whatever and I'm, I'm a petty bitch I'm like you are not you do not get a refund and my paint job if you want to like I am so petty to the point I'll cost myself money if you want a refund by me that's fine but you're bringing me your parts back and they're going back to the stock place that they came when I got them and then you can have your money back and your stock bike back but you don't get your money back and my work that's not how it fucking works if you right. want a refund you're gonna refund in money and paint yeah and so what I told her I said if you want a refund you're getting refund money and paint bring me your tank back and she's like no no, no like all this other stuff and so I just I ignored it all I was like whatever same thing it'll blow over like I know what I did I did everything that I could and it's still not good enough 
So then, and how opportune of them to be like, once they get the fucking tank back, to be like, right? this isn't what we wanted. Exactly. And like, I sent them all these pictures. Like, I still have, yeah. like, you could have at any point. Yep. And that's the best part about it is I still have those messages. I still have those screenshots. At any point in fucking time, I could have posted that and completely destroyed that whole thing. And like, because it says, yeah, it looks great. We're, we love it. It can't looks wait perfect. to get it. 100%. Yeah. We like, we love you so much. All of that shit. And I'm like, all I have to do is post that screenshot and it completely destroys your narrative. But whatever. But I'm not into that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and give people entertainment based off my fucking life. That's ridiculous. So at the time, I was still moving. Like, I was moving to California in the process of it. And, like, she is starting to message other clients of mine. I don't know how she's finding these people. She found the person in fucking New York with the sportster. She found him. So they're ganging up now. They're all fucking stoked that they found each other. So she's messaging current clients that I have. She's messaging bikes that I just recently did I did this dope wood grain bike it was so sick and I went way over budget for it so like I compromised on some stuff like the pinstripes weren't perfect but it was so fucking sick and he loved it for weeks he dropped it putting back together I drove two hours fixed whatever he fucked up dropping it and then she messaged him and was like saying how much it looked like shit she was like it looks like like it looks horrible like you should have never got it painted by her she doesn't do shit right all this other stuff turning literally every single client against me like three fucking clients came and picked up their shit and um so eventually, like, it fucking destroyed me, dude. I was like, this is, like, this is the end of my life. So I was moving to California. I didn't know my roommate at the time. Like, we, that was a crazy story alone. So she was flying into Texas to help me move. So I picked her up from the airport. It was my first time ever meeting her. And I was like, Laurel, I'm so thankful that you're here, but I'm dealing with some traumatic fucking shit right now. I said, so, like, I have to deal with this. And then, like, we'll get to know each other or do whatever, like. So um, I was, like, dealing with all that. And then I moved. And I still, like... I was just looking into my lawyer options. I wasn't doing anything yet. I wasn't posting anything. Like I wasn't, I was just like, whatever. Like, what are my options from this point? Cause this has to stop. Like I did everything that I could. Like you want me to pay you $600 and this is what's gonna make you stop? Like, I don't think so. So it kind of stopped for like a week or two. And then I got a text from her one day and it was a screenshot of this group text that they had going between her and like five other people. And like, I just went through a breakup at this time and like it was some of his friends and like just some major bullshit. And the group text was titled 13 reasons why we hate Shane a guy. <laughs> and I was like, hm, clever. And then um, they're like all talking shit and stuff. And then um, the last message in it is from who I thought was a good friend of mine. And it says, we don't have to worry about Shana hiring a lawyer because she can't even afford a Big Mac. Here's what offends me about that statement is I don't like McDonald's. I have like, I hate McDonald's. If you're going to offend me, say something about fucking Taco Bell. That's way cheaper than a Big Mac anyway. <laughs> Second of all, how am I so broke if I'm moving to California, the most expensive state there fucking is like, but whatever, cool. Like do whatever you got to do. So then she sends me that screenshot and she says, we're going to make a hate page about you on Instagram. And I was like, well, you just fucked yourself over. Like, you should not have, you should have just made the page. Yeah, at that like, point, it's all fucking slander. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah. what I said. I said, if you would have just made the page and I would have had no, I would have had an idea of who's behind it, but I would have no proof. You could have done whatever the fuck you wanted, dude. So then she sent me that and I was like, all right. And I waited and I was like, let me see if this thing shows up. And it, sure enough, it fucking did. Let me tell you, they're posting pictures of my face. They're posting pictures of shit that like, so when I, I've restored a lot of FXRs in my day, they come into me shit. They were posting, like I post before and after pictures. They would post the before pictures and say that that was my work. And I'm like, it's rusty, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Haven't even touched it yet. Yeah, literally. So, um, 
They were posting like all kinds of shit. They posted like a Friday the 13th thing that I was on the prowl and like all this bullshit. And so I hired a lawyer and she got sent a letter that said like, yo, if you cease and desist. Yeah. It's like, if you don't stop, we're going to take you to court. And then she didn't stop. And then that's when I realized that she doesn't care about any of it. She just wants me to spend money. So, cause I was spending money on a lawyer either yeah. way. So she was getting satisfaction out of that. So then after that, I was like, you know what? Do whatever you want. Post whatever you want. I do not give a fuck. Yeah. So now you we're just, here. You just fucking live in your honor and your integrity. Like, we don't have to defend shit. Right. And that's, it took me a long time to learn that, though. Like, it took yeah. me a long time to be secure enough to learn that or to do that yeah. to, and to be secure enough to be okay with doing that. And then it also, like, I look back and it pisses me off because, and like, I pissed myself off because moving to California was a dream. It was something that I never would have thought happened. And I was so, like traumatized from everything else that emotionally was going on that I don't even remember moving. I don't remember driving out here. I don't remember feeling what I felt when I first fucking pulled up to the place that I never saw before, but I was about to live to like that should have been such a time that I enjoyed in my life. And like it, like I don't even remember it now because of, I was so focused on the horrible shit that was going on in my life that I didn't even realize that I was living out one of my most major dreams that I've ever had. And then that's also when like, I completely shifted what I, like I thought I was a pretty positive person every anyway, but then that's when I completely shifted my mindset to be like, okay, like even through the most horrible situations, there's still amazing stuff that can fucking happen. Like even if you think that your life is completely fucking ending, you could be living out one of your best dreams. So then I just try to focus on that. Yeah. How fucking petty. For Dude, real. Look, there's always going to be somebody that's not fucking happy. 100%. Even I if you do exactly what the fuck they ask, they're yeah. going to find a reason not to be happy. Because one, people are cheap as fuck. Yep. And some people are just absolutely shitty fucking people. And a lot of people also don't understand just custom paint in general. Like, yeah. they just don't get what it takes. It's not perfect paint. Yeah, it's, it's custom not, paint. It's not perfect. I'm not a fucking machine. I don't like. I don't have hours that I can turn on my create. Like, that's the biggest thing about me. And the, what I tell bike shops who want me to work for them too. I'm like, I can't turn on me, my creativity at nine and turn it off at five. I can't do that. Like, no. sometimes I'm gonna get an idea at seven fucking p.m. Sometimes it's gonna be seven a.m. Like, and that's just how I fucking work. Sometimes there's gonna be a month that goes by that I have a complete fucking design block, and you're pissed off that your helmet. It's taking that long well i guarantee you that you're gonna be more pissed off if i try to paint it right now and it turns out like shit so just be patient yeah <laughs> yeah like, it's ridiculous in your industry and like we had jace on the podcast which was an absolute pleasure and like he him talking about having like you have to put in your fucking strides in the paint industry and then like the dream i i assume is to get to where he's at where he's like i'll paint a couple helmets if i want to yep. if i want to paint that bike i'll fucking do it if yep. i don't I'm still riding yeah i'm still good Yep. So and that's the fucking dream? Pretty much. <laughs> You're shaking your head. Yeah. 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 yeah that's the goddamn dream. Look, I don't want to be the every man's painter, right? I want to be the painter that's like, fuck, I can't afford that dude. I can't even get on his books. Like, that's my dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I do one bike a month. I make whatever I want to make on it, and like, I'm good. I live good. You know what I mean? Like, I never I never set out on this like, oh, I'm going to make tons of money or I'm going to be, you know. You can't be in it for money. You yeah. cannot. There is way too many times that I am negative in my bank account, still going to work, trying to fucking get this shit going. Like, yeah. so many times. Yeah. Be, like, and that's like, back to what we said, people think custom painters are balling. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, no. not fucking at all. No. Like, I literally, I may look like it again, but I am irresponsible. Irresponsible as fuck. Like, you see my credit score right now. Like, goddamn. So I've been working, so. on, I've been working on this bike that i have right now for over a month right because mm -hmm. i take my time i, I, don't, I don't rush but that, yeah no 100 percent. you I, should do that always stay that way and this bike has paid my rent three months in a row because mm -hmm. i keep taking money from him mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's one of my best friends so he's not tripping he sees the work he comes over and checks it out he's he's happy or whatever 
and I wanted to go to this paint class, right? Yeah. So I was like, how am I going to fucking do this? So I, I borrowed 300 bucks from a buddy. I got an advance on another job that's 500 bucks. I was putting money on the fucking credit card. So, like, I'm getting in debt just to mm-hmm. travel to Arizona to go to this fucking paint class and hang out with these people and just, like, hopefully learn a little bit. But I'm fucking so far in the negative because I'm obsessed with wanting to learn and get good at what I do. But that's what's going to put you farther. Like, I will never forget, there was one time a big idol of mine. Her name's Emily Reeves on Instagram. She's, like, a mechanic. And somebody, she did like a questionnaire thing one day and somebody asked her, they said, how did you get where you are? And she said, we spent a lot of money that we did not have going to events that we did not know anybody at to just be there and learn things and just to be in this industry. And so then that's when I started doing it. And I was like, you have to, you have to put yourself in a serious, vulnerable financial position to be able to fucking progress yourself. And every time you level up, it's like that. Like you think like, oh, it's only the beginning that's going to be like that. No. Like, no, as soon as you want to level up to that next level, you're about to be broke as fuck for a while. And then you're going to be good again. Like, dude, it's been. But then when you are good again, it's that, it's like that higher mountain that it's even more money than you ever had before. But it's been such an emotional, like, roller coaster. You know, mm-hmm. and I do these raffles, and don't get me wrong, like, some of them I ran up, like, really high. Like, like the last one I did, it was $10,000, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, people are like, oh, my God, he's fucking pulling ten grand. It's like, okay, you don't realize I spent $3,000 on just hard parts for you guys. I remember have, you broke it down on your Instagram ex- story one day. For extra stuff. I got all the tins I had to pay for. I have to pay for all the paint, the time, the materials. I got to manage the whole fucking raffle list, shipping, packing, like, all this money goes into it. So at not the only e- that, but people don't understand our equipment. Like one paint gun is seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Like the air compressor, you're fucking into a couple grand at least, and yeah. you fucking need a big. Like it's insane. So at the end of the day, I still only made like probably less than what I would charge if you just came to me directly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And like there was a lot of people that were like, "Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to run that up to eight thousand, or you're not gonna be able to run that t- up to ten thousand. And it's like, okay, watch me. See, people say. I've learned that people will tell you your ability based off their own abilities. Right. Ooh. Right? Right? So, and it it, it struggled for a long time because I was like, fuck, why are you being so negative to me? Like, why aren't you supportive? But then I realized that they can only see life to their potential and that's all their potential is. So they, what I am seeing for my potential is something that they will never fucking be able to comprehend. So why should I care? And majority of people like- Damn, that was a banger. (laughs) Damn, you just slay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Zach. That's okay. I'm actually pretty proud of myself on that one. Most people are trained. Like you, you get your nine to five and you put in your 40 or whatever the fuck your thing is. And it's like, nobody- took me seriously when I said, I'm going to work for myself and I'm going to make my 100%. own money and I'm going to make my own fucking I was so hours. talented and so, until I said I wanted to go on my own and then they were like, oh, I don't know about, yeah, I don't not, know if you're that talented. That's not going to work. <laughs> like, oh, okay. What are, you, what are you going to do to like make money and pay your bills? I was like, I'm going to be a custom painter. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, nothing's going to stop me, you know, but nobody took me seriously. My favorite thing was I was married at the time. And they're like, oh, so Ryan will support you. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's how that's going to be. That's nice. All right. That's okay. nice. All right. <laughs> to bring him up again, Jace told me, uh during the podcast, the hardest fucking year he ever had was when he first kicked off Fast Life Garage. And he's like, it, it just like every, it was the best year of my life, but everything fucking went wrong. And I'm like, kind of, it's not, I'm going through that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm literally, I quit my job in fucking June and I'm fucking going through it, yeah. but I'm fucking so happy. 100%. And see, that's what like, there was times in my life that I would go through stuff and it would be like hell. And I would be counting every single minute as I'm going through stuff. But when I go through stuff now, like because I have the mentality that it's for something better, it's so much easier to deal with. You're like, yeah, this sucks right now, but I know what I'm about to fucking like. It's going to be so yeah, sweet. it's going to be yeah. so dope. I'm not even going to remember what the fuck this felt like. So, yeah. oh, fuck. God damn. You fucking absolutely crushed it on the end of that. 
You got any parting words? I think that I mean that was that was a fucking gem. That was a goddamn gem. That's as best as I'm gonna get. Zach, you got any parting words? Thanks for the cupcake. You're welcome. (laughs) I just aim to please. Uh, I don't, man. Um, Super cool. Glad you invited me. I love doing this. I'm stoked you were on here. That's yeah. dope. I like sitting down I was down so and excited when he told me that you if, were coming. If you see me at an event, I probably won't say anything at all because I'm super introverted. But if I'm with this guy, I tend to open up a little bit. But even just like now, like I like shit like this because like as much as we're on a podcast and like, yeah, this is for a shit ton of people. Like it feels like we're just having this It's just us hanging out. Like yeah. we're just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. We're just in a big ass event room in a, a big <laughs> ass Harley Davidson <laughs> dealership. San Diego Harley Davidson. One of the dopest Harley Davidsons I've ever yeah. seen. It's the second largest. It used, uh, should I just run through everything? Yeah. So it now. used to be, uh, it's attached to the first ever Costco. It was owned by Howard Hughes in the 40s and World War II bombers were assembled here. Um, there's a built-to-scale replica of the shack that the three brothers and best friend built the first Harley-Davidson out of. And uh, POD, Payable on Death, had a recording studio here at one point. And those dudes fucking rip. <laughs> what song do you want to go out to? Um, you could change your mind. No, let's just, let's keep it. Let's keep it Halo by Soil. That's the best song. That's my favorite song right now. Beyonce popped up and I almost hit it. Do it. Shit. (laughs) You ain't going to offend me. Oh, piece of shit. Hold on. It's not connected, guys. Not connected. Hold on. I'm fucking absolutely blowing it again. It's okay. The rest of it was great. (laughs) I feel like that was the best podcast you've done. It was good. No way. Really? It was really fucking good. I'm really. I'm glad I gave you the opportunity to defend yourself because. No, so here's the good part. Okay, so here's the exclusive about that. I have never talked about that. Really? Never. I I remember all of it. I have never been. I like. I even when it was happening, I never acknowledged it. I never got on my Instagram. Was like, yeah, I know. Good. Like, I never did anything. I mentioned a little bit about it on the last podcast, or yeah, the last podcast I was on with the Garage Life. But I, I still was really apprehensive to get into it because. I'm like. Well, it brings it all up again. One hundred percent. Like I, I started shaking yeah. when I, I was telling that well, story. I like it, it was, I was struggling. So like, not only do I not want to bring it up again, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of like I fear because there's a lot of people that don't know that happened, and now like I don't want it to be out there. Like I don't want that to be like a shadow over my head. And now yeah. like people who didn't know that happened, they're like, oh, let me go find this fucking page yeah. that like is our hate page or whatever. So like that's but a struggle. Remember, but like, at the same time, like. People see what they're, they're like, man, it's so, like, even some, one of my friends was like, it was so easy for you to move and come out here. And I'm like, you have no fucking clue what I went not through. Easy. Like, you have no clue that I spent the last year building my clientele out here, that I fucking did all of this. And then I do kind of like opening up sometimes that, like, I fucking struggle, dude. Like, I, like, it's not all fucking rainbows and unicorns here. It's really easy for people to assassinate your fucking character. 100%. And it takes a fucking real solid human being to not respond to that. It's, and I think there's a time and tough. place for all of it. And for somebody to fucking pick apart your work and then like be shady as fuck about it, that's lame. That's super fucking lame. And I hope your bike looks like shit. And I hope you <laughs> fucking drop it all the time. And you probably fucking don't even ride that much. It's probably on a fucking battery tender. So I, um, yeah, I, I just like really struggled to, to open up about it. And then like, I don't know, even when we first started talking about this podcast, I knew you guys were like a really real group of people and like just honest and like vulnerable. So like when you like came to me about it, I was like, if I open up on any podcast, it's going to be that one. Like it's going to be that one. So then even this morning I was like, 
and like you even said you're like whatever we don't like we don't have to talk about anything but then i was like you know what like i haven't talked about it yet people are probably still wondering they're like probably what the fuck because even i know they are because papa juan was the one that got me like involved with you guys he's like you should be on this podcast and he posted something about me and he even told me he said some of my homies from texas hit me up and said some shit about you he's like i'm not gonna lie he's like i mean like he came to my defense because he knows what's up like we had very long conversations about everything that dude is so fucking solid dude 100 percent, dude and he was like he even said to these people he's like you have no idea what this chick was going through like no fucking clue and like same thing he's like i admire her for the fact that how she handled this and like it was it was so fucking tough especially because i take so much pride in being a good person like that is my only goal in life is to just be a good person because there was a time in my life that i did spew out a lot of negativity so like i really just like don't want to do that and when somebody, like, if you want to come at me for something I did, do it all day long. Like, fuck yeah, I did that. I fucked up and I'm a better person because of it. But you're going to sit here and slander me for something that I tried so hard to do everything I could to make you happy. And now you're going to literally, like, my painting is my life. Like, she may think that, like, you just ruined my painting crew, but that you ruined my, you ruined my mental health. You ruined my life. All of it for a long period of time. I'll never get that time back. I could have created a dope paint job in that time. But you're better off for it. But I am better off for it. And you're able to walk through it with like grace and dig- dignity, and that's fucking honorable. That's never something not, I had before. Right? I never had a little grace. bit of grace. Grace, <laughs> like no, dude. I was fucking. I'll, I was the first to fight, the last to fucking leave. All of it, dude. And, and now I'm like, I look back, and, I, and I'm proud as fuck of myself, dude. I would have never handled a situation like that, and like it took me a long time to get to that point again to be secure enough in myself to be like, I'm. You guys can play this one out. I'm not involved in it. Like, yeah, I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. Just remember. Think whatever you want about me. We've had homeboys uh, on here talking about being high as fucking on meth and like carrying bags of dildos around. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing that gets hold back on this show. But so. see, that's what I love about it. And like, yeah. that's why I did feel comfortable with opening up about it here because like, I don't know. And it, it's like, real. Yeah, 100%. And like, that's just the real part of it is like, is what people don't see. And like, we talk about it. We're like, oh, well, people don't see the sanding and people don't see the hard stuff, but people don't see the emotional part. Oh, fuck. People don't see that like, they probably don't want to. We literally cry all the like time. Beaten and broken. Like, <sighs> why did I even think that? Defeated I could is my major word. Oh. Do this. I feel defeated all the fucking time. Same. And he's, like, going, he's going through it now with yep. the print shop. Dude. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I put the- 10 hours of YouTube in into screen printing and then uh, just bought everything. Yep. It was fucking, it's been a long three months. That's the way to do it though. That's the way to do it. Because then like, then you're committed because then you're like, fuck, I'm in it. I have to. I burned my boat. Like, it's it's literally, it's not like you're like going to somebody else's shop that you're like, oh, I'm not going to show up today. You're like, fuck, I bought this shit. I'm going to use it now. (laughs) I I have to show up to the homie's house (laughs) and he's, he's got cameras in the garage. (laughs) So he knows if I'm there or not. It's, it's nice. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Shayna. Thank you for having me on here. A little insight. I knew about the 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 trash page, but I wasn't okay. going to bring it up. Okay, I wondered. What? No, you wait. <laughs> and I I I wasn't going to like I said, I don't know anything about you and I wanted to give you yeah. the opportunity and I knew if I made you feel comfortable enough, you would open up about it and here we are. And so. I'm really glad we did because I didn't realize that you hadn't fucking defended yourself yeah. yet. No, and, never. I I'm I'm glad that I did. Um I'm Still a little bit nervous about it. I'm nervous of opening that can again because I feel like... Fuck them. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I I do the best I can with everything that I do. And I'm not to be, like, an a ego person, but I'm obviously doing more than somebody who's sitting on the internet bashing me about it, so... So I'll give you a little piece of advice my mother gave me. You, you apologize for her passing. Well, mom, mom dropped a lot of fucking gems, Aww. and this was Elizabeth Lee's fucking number one one. What people think about you is none of your business. That's true. I, I realize that. You take that with you. Okay? I got that from my first therapist at my first stint in rehab. 
that, how they feel about your work, what they say about you, all of it. None, None of your, your fucking business. Biz. Yep. As yeah. soon as I started, like, like as soon as I heard that and started thinking that, it made me, like, it helped me let go of what people think a lot easier. Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, don't care what people think. Man, I have to give a shout out to the guy at the Taco Bell drive through last night. Hey. Because I, so. You listen to your whole life story? No. So <laughs> what had happened was, I, like, I get a custom order, right? I, I customize everything. It's like a build your own taco when I go. <laughs> So I like, cause I like things the way they are. And then DoorDash destroyed me cause you can do that. So then I'm like, I go in there, I'm like, this is what I want. And like, he's like, all right, give me a second. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I know it's weird. And he said, it's not weird. I'm just trying to figure out how to ring it up that you don't get charged for it. And I said, bet you're awesome. So then I get up to the window. He gives me all my food. He gives me everything. And he said, don't you ever apologize for ordering that again. It is not weird. And you should never care what anybody thinks. And I was like, Solid. Thank you. Get the fuck like, out of top of Taco Bell, bro. You're fucking like, you are underachieving. The next, the next motivational speaker right there. <sighs> For real. I'll be like, he served me in the Taco Bell drive-thru one day. I remember it. it changed the next my Dr. Life. Eric Thomas. I thought about like even emailing corporate Taco Bell and being like, yo, who's ever at store it's in number Irvine. this? Like, I know, right on yeah. fucking five right there. Yeah. I'm about to show up and be like, that guy needs a fucking promotion. So. <laughs> Shout out to you. That's all. Well, thank you. It's been another episode of the LFG 1904 show. You know the fucking deal. Let's fucking go!